Uh, hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Something Heavy Cast, a nerdy geeky podcast where we talk about things and basically just shit on everything. Yeah. yeah. So as usual, I'm Robert. Um, with us this time is... Becca. Yay, Becca's back. And then... I'm curious. Yeah. So, that's it. Alright. Alright, that's a good one. See you later. Good job. Bye everybody. See you next week. Now. So, uh... Yeah, what's going on? Nothing. Um, I read some news today that made me sad. Yeah? Made me real sad. Okay. Bummed me right out. Okay. And I was at work when I read it, so it made things even worse. So it looks like Pacific Rim 2 is not going to happen. What? Yeah. Um, They pushed back the date, and they put it on hold indefinitely. Um, I don't know why all of Guillermo del Toro's stuff is getting shit on lately, but um, I really, I was looking forward to that, because they were set to start filming in like two months. Yeah. Like, it was like sets were being built and costumes were being seen together. So they're not gonna, we're not gonna have another round of uh, Jaegers fighting um, giant monsters, man. No more gypsy danger. Yeah. Oh. And that's concerning, especially since they also announced that Fantastic Four 2 was definitely happening. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet Christ. Because they yeah. don't learn anything? Yeah, I guess. Oh, did you hear the rumor that Tommy Wiseau wants to direct Fantastic Four 2? Yeah, I'd say give him a shot. Couldn't be any worse than the first one? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, obviously they're not going to let, like, the director do what he wants. So, it really doesn't matter who they get. Um, I... That does matter. I have none words. Yeah. None. Disney's all about the... Or Marvel is all about the flops, I guess. No, Marvel really... doesn't make the Fantastic Four movies. 20th Century Fox does. Yeah. Uh... That's the problem with them and X-Men... Sorry. Okay, that's fucking sexist. That's so sexist. Lots of girls know that. I'm just not one of them. Okay. Okay. This girl. There you go. That's fine with me. Okay. I don't know lots of shit. And that's one of those things. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. And Anyway, everybody, before I get lynched with hate mail. Um, I... It doesn't surprise me that they're making another one, mm-hmm. but it does just show an absolute and utter disrespect for the property. Yeah. Where they just don't care. They just want to keep it. Oh, yeah. But don't yeah. you have... But isn't that part of the deal? They have to keep making movies? Because I know that's part of some of those mm-hmm. deals is that... Not too long ago, someone did the, the legwork and they put together when the rights go back to Marvel. Okay. For Fantastic Four and X-Men and all the stuff that 20th Century Fox was. And it's not too far in the offing. My it's guess like 2019, is, isn't it? At 2019, 2020. So right around the time Avengers and all that stuff, the current wave of Marvel movies comes to an end, they're going to redo all the X-Men movies. They're going to do... Fan- the Marvel will get the rights back. They'll redo all the X-Men, all the Fantastic uh... Four. They're, and then that's going to be their focus for the next few years. And then somewhere 2025, 2030, they want to get... Everybody in one giant movie. Or one giant trilogy of movies. I'm already tired. Like I'm already tired. So many people will have like heart attacks from excitement. And we're all going to be like at that age. <laughs> that's going to be an issue. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if that day ever comes where like Marvel's like, hey, we're putting out three three-hour movies with every superhero you've ever loved, I'm going to be like, i, I got to go change my pants. Because <laughs> I did something adult in them. Oh my god. 
I'm, but it's going to have nothing to do with that I'm announcement. In. It's just like, this is where I'm at in my age. And yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like this contributed to it. But, but it was going to happen regardless. But I'm baking in, at all. I'm baking a tapioca pudding right now. I gotta go. You're Hang not up. even... Pause this. I'll be back. And that's, I Pause think... this hologram. Yeah, but exactly. what I'm watching. Hologram. I'm gonna back off. Cortana! Yes? Pause, pause this hologram. I gotta go change my pants. She's like, yeah, you do. I'm like, alright, thanks, Cortana. That's my AI system. Oh, okay. In my house, yeah. Cool. Because it's gonna be all like Tony Stark, Minority Report. We're gonna be like moving stuff <clears> in the sky. That would be so You cool. know what? I loved Minority Report. That was a pretty good movie. Oh, good movie. Yeah. Got the finger lights on it. Fuck. Yeah, that's good stuff. I really don't remember that movie very well. <laughs> um, I actually, I remember what it was about. The precogs? Yeah. The pre-crime? Um, I, I remember... <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know why. I, well, I just... I I like Tom Cruise. I know. I do. I think he's... When he's making movies, he's great. Just don't let him talk to anybody. Ever. <laughs> about anything. Ever. Well, it's just... Like, everything I've seen with him is that he's... He's at that level of nice where you're like, kind of like, okay, this is too much, dude. Like, I appreciate how nice you are, but it's kind of freaking me out. Mm-hmm. So I don't like. You just need to go over there. Go stand over there. Okay, here, little pop quiz for you. Hot Please shot. don't. Yep. If you could no. hang out with one celebrity for one day, who would you pick? Oh. Oh wow. Uh, and I'm depends gonna, I'm on... Gonna, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna shrink this down. Because, oh, no. like, some, I don't want to hear, like, I'd hang out with Gandhi. No, you fucking wouldn't. You're talking about, like, movie stars. Movie stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. So, it would depend on the nature of the hanging out, but I'm gonna go ahead and say Kate Blanchett, because she's just my idol. That's I, a good choice. I love her. I like she's that. so good at her craft. She is. And I would want to, like, be like, teach me every single thing you know. She's in a new film, which the name escapes me, and it's like a LGBTQ film, which is really nice. And I don't know. She had this. She had this article in Vanity Fair that just sort of changed the way I looked at it. So yeah, everyone should go love Kate Blanchett. What's your um. Well, okay. I'm uh, gonna. I'm gonna. I think, I, I, can I guess? Because I think I know who it is. Well, I'm not gonna go with the obvious. Because I'm guessing that that's what your guess is, is that be Idris Elba? No. Um, Although, like that to me, that's the obvious answer. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try and go with someone else. I'm gonna say uh, Russell Crowe. That's a good one. Yeah. I was I figured you would have picked Sonny Chiba. No, no, I wouldn't even say he's on like my short list. Really? I think he would probably go like. Well, obviously, number one would be Idris Elba. But we're gonna push him aside. So yeah, Russell Crowe, and then probably um, Sean Bean would probably be next. Okay. And then. Oh, um, I know what it feels like to die. And then like Don Glover. Yes. Oh. Okay. I could see that. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cool. Those are mm-hmm. good choices. Those are interesting choices. I like those. Right. Me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. In terms of like just like basic acting, just just want to like soak up. I'd pick Clive Owen. Because I think okay. he's he's so underrated. I think that Children of Men is mm-hmm. one of the most amazing acting movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was gonna pick an actress, I'd pick probably Tilda Swinton. Oh, she's so cool. Because she's just so like, 
you disappear into everything. It's like, it's like, Tilda Swinton's in this? You're like, fucking where? Like, where was she? And you're like, that was, he was her? Yeah. Like, yeah. like in, you know. Um, but in terms of, like, if I was going to hang out with just anybody for just, like, cool times, mm-hmm. I'd probably pick, like, Pat and Oswald. Yeah. And, and Joe Rogan. Right. I want three of us just to hang out in a room together, get <laughs> lit on edibles. <laughs> just, like, I want to, I want to be on fucking Pluto and just be like, have Joe be like, so like, what do you think about aliens? Like, I don't know, man, what do you think about aliens? <laughs> See, and that's why I picked Russell Crowe, because I think I'd get the best of both worlds mm-hmm. in that. Like, if it was, like, the whole day, so, like, the first part of the day, I'd get in, like, you know, business, acting, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it would probably end up at the pub. Oh, yeah. We'd I like get it. super drunk, and then all of a sudden it would turn into a clockwork orange <laughs> for the rest of the night. <laughs> Pretty, yeah. And the thing is, no, because, like, eventually you, you'd pick up two random strays. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some guy's calling you wit addicts. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, yeah, things are officially... It took a hard left. Yeah, and then I wake up in jail. <laughs> With blood on your underwear, and, you know, yeah, yeah, so like, you see what, where the rest of the day takes you. Why do you get, like, disgusted? <laughs> like, you always, like, sh- you're like, why am I here? Like, how did my wife end up in this place? Just give over to the fun. I... That's my way of... Are we going to get into an argument? That's like my way of just dealing with things. If you don't like that, I'm sorry. But that's just my way of dealing with things. It was just a question. You don't have to get defensive, Becca. That was kind of an asshole question. Why do you think you get angry? I'm done. <laughs> I might walk out and people You watch it. can't. I definitely can't. You can, but should, but should. <laughs> I think, I think I might be able to repair this. Have you read the Hunger Game books? Hunger Games? Um, I haven't. And this is only because I read all the Harry Potters, right? Mm-hmm. I read all the Twilight books. Yeah, exactly. I deserve that. But um, yeah, would you say that, they, that that's the same? Are you talking about the same level here? No, I'm talking about like the, the in <laughs> in the most recent years, the series of books that have come out. Like, oh my god, stop giving me nasty looks. I didn't give you a nasty. Yes, look. you genuinely just went like this. You just went. I just made it worse. Can <laughs> you not? Yeah, you did. No. Um, I'm not equating Twilight and Harry Potter in any, in any way. Harry Potter's way the fuck up here, and Twilight mm-hmm. is toilet paper. Right. Um, <laughs> but, like, my... Where would you put Where would you put Fifty Shades of Grey on that scale? Below Twilight. I would put it like, all the way Because you love it? I'm just kidding. I've never read it. I won't go to the movie because I think it's sexist. Okay. Well, so. I just think it's terrible fiction it started off as twilight fan fiction i don't know if you knew that yeah i actually had a roommate who would describe the book to me like every time she would like read a chapter she would like tell me like the full details of it and every time i was like well this is wrong on every single level including horribly written so yeah and like it's like i'm not insulted as a man i'm insulted as a writer right this is shit yeah um i want i want to read the um the Hunger Games series. I want to read like the Maze Runner series, and mm-hmm. I want to read like the Percy Jackson series. Like I want to read all of them, but it's just like I can't because like I'm already reading like three different books, mm-hmm. and I can't like because I get sidetracked. Yeah. So it's like I'm reading, you know, I was like oh, I should read. My daughter has the first book of the Percy Jackson. I'm like I'm gonna read that, but I'm like oh wait I have this book about the apocalypse I never read, so I'm gonna finish that and I get forward to pay. I'm like ah oh, but I want now I want to read something different. It's just you know how it is. Mm-hmm. There's too many books. Yeah. So I want to read them, but why? Do you ask? Well, we were having it. We, she had asked me 
before the podcast because mm. she wanted to kind of talk about Hunger Games a bit, but I haven't read any of them. Just because I finished it today and it was just kind of a rough. Oh, because I've I've seen all the movies except for I know they're different. No, no, no. I'm just saying that you because the second part hasn't come out. Well, here's the thing. I don't care if you spoil it for me. I'm gonna see it anyway. I don't want to spoil it for anyone though. It needs to okay. be seen. Fair enough. I appreciate yeah. that. That's very nice. Very I just don't like it. when people. No, sometimes people spoil things, and I kind of don't mind. But other times, it's like I've been waiting for this, and I'm so excited, and you just ruined everything. Yeah. 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 Do you ever get some? And, you, and at that point, you're somehow your eyes just twitching uncontrollably, <laughs> yeah. and you're enunciating every fucking word that's coming out of your <laughs> mouth because you're so fucking angry like that. Gotcha. I imagine you're scary when you're mad. I am. <laughs> I would agree with that. Screaming and yelling. I don't actually. I don't actually yell. I won't yell. I mean, no, I really won't yell. Okay. Especially if I'm in a real fight. If I'm actually angry and there's like, I think the yelling is kind of the in between point. If I'm actually <laughs> angry, it's just like, I actually, I really try and like bring the situation down, so I don't have to be angry anymore. Cause I don't really like being mad. I like being fake mad. I'm fake mad all the time. But, like, actually angry about something that I just get really quiet. But when you're but when you're in an argument, and tell me that this is not the best feeling in the world. You're in the argument, and it's been going on for, like, an hour. And you're exhausted, but then you prove your point. Like like a lawyer, you're like, I brought up oh, precedent, and like, that, I yeah. proved it right. And they're like, well, now you just don't, you're not fucking listening. You're like, oh, I got you. And now you're yeah. like, I'm going to stay mad for hours. <laughs> that actually makes it so much worse when you finally are like, it's like clear that you're right mm-hmm. and the other person's wrong. And it's just, that's actually kind of the worst thing that can happen. That's why I usually just go, okay, you're right. Fine. You're right. I'm wrong. And then I get in trouble because I'm putting the blame on myself and how am I being so selfish and I'm just being playing the sympathy card. Or do you get hit with this? Why are you being a martyr? It Not in those words, but yes. And I'm like, you're right, I'm wrong. <laughs> it's easier. Yeah. Just be easier. Agreed. Oh. oh, Becca. Poor little lamb. What? I don't know. I just, I guess I look really small and timid or something. You do, but then it's like, I, I feel like I kind of know you a bit. I mean, to a certain yeah. degree, yeah. percentage, say about a good 20%, 25%. Okay. Some of that ballparkish. Okay. You are not timid or weak. <laughs> no. In any way. <laughs> no, I had to get out of it. In fact, we were talking about that earlier. I don't know. Now we're on the sidetrack. Let's let's bring this back in. Bring well, no, that's the point in. of the podcast. We can talk about anything. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, we were discussing this earlier and how I used to be like <clears throat> like that. Like how I would just be like really shy and not really say anything and talk kind of low. Then I realized I couldn't stand that I wasn't, like, that I would be mad that something didn't happen the way it should, Mm -hmm. but it was because I didn't speak up and say anything. So now I'm like, well, if it has to happen, I'll make sure it happens, because if no one else is going to do it, I'll do it. That's something that I think I had a hard time dealing with, too, is, like, when you, coming to terms of standing up for yourself. Yeah. And being like, like, no, why the, and actually, the first person I really saw do it was him. Uh, We were, I think it was at, um drinking skeptically and uh there was this one guy who was just like very pompous and arrogant and he was like whatever he said was right you know what i mean like one of those guys okay and uh you were like you knew you had him dead to rights wrong and you were like uh actually and then you lit him up in front of everybody and he was like well what i was trying to say was yeah but you didn't i was like that's so cool oh 
I remember that. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was interesting to see because like I'm obviously exaggerating because I'm right. I'm sure I've built it up in my mind where at some point you guys were having a lightsaber battle <laughs> while having discussions on with the wings. Oh, it's great. Um, but it was just it was really cool to see somebody like you kind of, and you didn't do it in a dickish way. You just kind of proved your point and proved him wrong at the same time. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm not gonna eat shit anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, Look good. at you. You're an inspiration. Of... Oh. Well, sort of. Um, yeah. Well, no, because that, that moment, moment. <laughs> nothing oh, else. That one time, one time. Well, no, see, I had I had the opposite problem that you guys had, and I had to pull it the other way, because I used to be. That's definitely probably worse. Yeah, a horrible <laughs> asshole with no filter. <laughs> I mean, even before you and I started working together, mm-hmm. like I would direct things, and I was just, uh, I would say, cruel. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's horrible. Like I was just, I was so mean on on sets. Like, like I don't have that problem now. I think that I I I, I provide a nice experience on the sets, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I make it pleasant for everybody. But I had this very like, you'll never work for free in this town again, motherfucker, kind of attitude. And like I would make like actors cry and stuff. I remember once I called an actress <laughs> I'm a terrified. Uh, I called an actress a, a, a talking prop, and she was replaceable. Um, this was literally like 15 years ago. <laughs> I'm getting more and more scared of just like, because that at this point I feel like I know you well enough to where I would just like chew you out if you said that. Yeah, but no, and I'd wouldn't. appreciate it. I'd appreciate it if you, you did. Just, you know. What did she say? <laughs> and I would just be in the she... back, all stop fighting. Whatever, you would probably be, like, oh, lighting the fire, like, putting it, throwing matches in. Well, he was calling girls bitches the other day. You should have heard what she said about Asians. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, really throwing gas, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, she, um, she, she started crying and she ran off. Um, Did you feel bad? Were you, were you at that point where you didn't even feel bad? Kind Initially, I didn't feel bad. But it wasn't until, like, my best friend at the time, who was working on it, like, he came up to me in private and he was like, like, you're out of control. Like, you're a terrorist right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's he, like, he was my best friend and he was like, he's like, you're a megalomaniac. Mm-hmm. And, like, the the experience of having my best friend in the entire world at the time, like, calling me a megalomaniac, was just like, that really made me have to, like, look at myself and be like, okay. Yeah, this is bad. That's what best friends are for. But understandably That's a good best so. Friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. I still am kind of proud about the talking prop thing, though. Like, I thought that that was, like... It was a great off the top of Off the top of my head, like, that was... I see you put it in a script. Have you put it in a script? Not yet. That's, that's, that's prime. Yeah. Just throw it in there. But you have to have the perfect moment. Otherwise, yeah. kind of... Yeah. So, yeah, I had to pull it back. I, can I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I mean, I can understand that, because I've, I've, I think I've seen you... At your nicest, when you're just very pliable and you're just like, yeah, okay, whatever, guys, let's, let's do. It. And then I've seen you, you know, fucking complete dictatorial powers, and you're like not giving up anything. You're, like, I'm emperor for life, motherfucker. <laughs> and, and so like, and normally like you're you're absolutely even keel. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen I've seen you with that, and I think I I've never seen you maintain this level of shit like consistently right. on it. Like I said, even if like you're like out here. You catch yourself, and I've seen you apologize. You're like, guys, I'm sorry, you know, whatever, whatever, let's just get back to work. And and that's, I think that 
is the hallmark of somebody who's actually grown as a person. Is that yeah. you, know, you can not only just realize in hindsight, but in the moment, you're like, fuck, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Because yeah. I think that in the moment, if you apologize, you're like, yeah, everybody, it's cool. But, like, if you don't apologize, you know, and people are like, well, fuck that guy, I'll tell you what he did. And you hold on to that grudge. You know what right. I mean? Sorry goes a, uh, such a long way. Because even if someone, just, like, a minor thing, if you're just willing to say sorry to me, that speaks volumes about a person. Yeah. Especially directors. And I mean, because they can be I awful. think even, admit, I think more so admitting that you're wrong. Oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, and I'm sorry, but, like, I'm wrong about a lot <laughs> in my life. It's like, and I don't have all the facts, and I'm making assumptions. But yeah. I think that when you can admit that you're wrong, um... To me, it's like it's the hallmark of okay. At, at their core, they're a good person. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's I a parenting can admit I'm wrong. tip for both of you. Yes. Once they're older, I would like yeah. do it. Oh now. no, no! I tell I tell them now. If I That's if I screw good. my kids, I'm like no, That's daddy. I'm like so like, good. Like, daddy got mad when you shouldn't have. I'm sorry because I, I've been told I have zero patience. Which is be true. And I've been told I have something of a temper. Like me, I'm the nicest well, guy in the world, motherfucker. Yeah. But yeah, but no, I've told my kids, you know, daddy was wrong, and I'm sorry. And I told them, you know, you were right, I was wrong, I'm yeah. sorry. That's, yeah, that's so good. But it's yeah, a, I don't you, think my parents did that. Oh, me. no. No, with my parents it was, fuck no, they were never wrong. They were God as far as we were concerned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's more the old way. I think you're right. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, you do what I say, when I say, how I say. And, and now it's like, you have to get down on a kid's level and be like, okay, why did you put 11 bananas in your uncle's pool filter? <laughs> Walk me through that. Yeah. Because I have to go to the store and buy him a new one yeah. right now. So what happened? <laughs> and then in my house, I don't know is not an answer. It's yeah. You're not allowed to say I don't know. That's a mm-hmm. that, Yeah, I have that same Wow. Good job. But it's because like I want you to think it through. I want you to think why you did that and understand that you shouldn't have done it. That way, when you're older and you're like, oh, no, this is stupid. I'm not going to do this. Because when I was a kid, it was just, shut up and don't do that. Well, why not? Because I said so. Well, fucking, okay. All right. <laughs> Good yeah. thing. I think we've all been there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that being a director is very much like being a parent. Oh, it's totally. It's trying to herd cats. Yeah. Kind of. Although, I feel like being an AD, especially on, like, big sets, is, like, yeah. like the worst. Because directors mm-hmm. just like... See, and then they like walk that. away, and then the AD is screaming at like every single person. And <laughs> see, and I think on a, on a low budget level in the suits, if you if you're ever looking for like every once in a while we give filmmaking tips here, this is one of those this times. is one of those times. Bookmarkers. on a low budget set, AD the AD is like if you have a good AD, it's the other way around. The AD should be call, calling the director out on his own shit. Yeah, but in private. Oh. Yeah. Like, that's that's big for me. Like, if I have a good AD, mm-hmm. um, like uh, like when we did the 48-hour, I mm-hmm. had Curly as AD, and he was like, there were times when he would, like, take me aside and be like, you know, you're you're making everybody insane right now, mm-hmm. and you need to think about this. And I, that's, that's important. Well, plus having them, like, like, having them being, like, your right-hand man is, I think, the most important part of the the mm-hmm. job of the AD. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're going out of control, when you have all these expectations on people and they're completely unrealistic, they're there to be like, 
whoa, let's pull that back in. Or, hey, even if you don't have a great producer or you don't have a producer and that's kind of their job too, like, hey, let's do all this extra stuff. And they're like, no, no, let's bring it back enough. Let's take that back because that's not going to happen. Dream crushing is their job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a good thing too. Sometimes you have to have a few dream crushers in the mix. But I think what's good about working on a low-budget set is that you have the time as a director to go and actually talk with the actor and you're not Mm -hmm. answering 8,000 other questions. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the time to stop in between takes and go like, okay, what you're doing is great. Keep doing that. You, I need this from you. You know, you scale it back a bit. You're mm-hmm. coming in way too hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have that ability to, and you do that in particularly very well. You're able to come on set and, and, and into, you know, dealing with the actors. And I think that that was very helpful, especially during like the 48 hour film festival and some of the other stuff that we've done where you were able to say, you know, what you're doing is good, but let's try this or keep doing that. And, and and not just keep doing it, but like, here's why. Mm-hmm. And here, because she needs that to play off of, or, you know, it, it was just the advice you were able to give, I think was very helpful as opposed to like when I w- did an, uh, work as an extra on um, uh, IDR on Independence Day Dose. Mm-hmm. Um, Roland Emmerich would come on set, and I can talk about this because I'm not revealing any plot points. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, you can, can't sue me for this, fucker. <laughs> Um, he would just come on and he'd be in his German accent he'd go William bigger bigger and then he'd disappear right back out and he's like the fuck does that mean mm-hmm. and then like the actor would have to go chase after him like what like what do you want and I thought that that sucks yeah, yeah well and, I, and I've, I've kind of noticed that I mean at least in like where we're at in Albuquerque is that a lot of like the, the, the directors the directors like low budget guys mm-hmm. there's not a lot of like actor directors no, and that's why I was actually going to point out the fact that you guys... Do you direct, too? No, I'm not allowed to be in charge of people. Okay. The fact that you act as well is so helpful as a director. Because what I found, and this is something that I was talking about with lots of my actor friends, is that in on a, on a stage show, the director is there to direct the actors. Like, right. they're there to make sure everything goes as planned for the actors. In a film, it's like, okay, the director has to do this, 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 this. And probably 50% of them actually, like, work with their actors. Some of them really do. And you can hear that. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that actors really enjoy working with because they help them, like, flourish. And a lot of times they don't have rehearsals, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really great that you well, also yeah, act. And that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because, to me, it's like, yeah. I mean... As a director, like yeah, I, you should have you you have a vision of what's supposed to be like shown, what's what's coming out of the camera. But ultimately, it comes down like that's why you have the DP, that's why you have a cinematographer. Yeah. To be like, this is what I want coming out of the camera. Do that, so that I can take care of everything that's happening over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still feel that that's the director's main job. Is to make sure that he's getting the performances that he needs from the actors, that's number one. Mm-hmm. And then secondary is communicating to the cinematographer what he wants the image to look like. Yeah. And the cinematographer is supposed to just make that happen. Right. Um, I, I wonder if in this town, because I've worked with a few other directors here in town, and it's, they're in love with the idea of being a director mm-hmm. more than they want to direct. Right. They want to be able to say, yeah, I've directed, you know, I directed this, I directed that. And um, I think 
it, it's really weird because I've I've described Albuquerque filmmaking as like factionalized gang warfare. It's a lot like the Warriors. You've got this group of filmmakers, and they hate this group of filmmakers, oh, and they yeah, both hate this group true. of filmmakers, but this group of filmmakers really hates that group of filmmakers. It's like that. Mm-hmm. And so seeing all that, it's it's just really weird. It's gross. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's really just, like, kind of gross and shitty, and you don't really want to be a part of it. And that's kind of thing, I think, why Chris and I have kind of worked and been able to work for as long as we have, is that we've seen that, and we're like, okay, we don't want to be anything like that. Yeah. And, like, while there are other directors and actors in this town that maybe we don't care for, we honestly wish them success. Yeah. Because the more success that's attracted to town would actually benefit everybody. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You should be wishing everyone well, because we Mm -hmm. are in a pretty small area. Mm -hmm. So if you're wishing everyone, like, bad things, (laughs) then that means only bad things are coming out of Albuquerque, which Mm -hmm. you don't want that. The more attention that is paid is the more times they'll go, oh, Albuquerque, yeah, they have a... They have such good films. And then everyone can get their films made. Mm-hmm. Yes, just as long as ours are the most successful, it's fine. <laughs> Critically and commercially. Yeah. I mean, unless they're, like, like I know them personally and they're, like, I know that they're... Good people. Or the other way, like, yeah. they're awful people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, then I'll... But I'm, I'm never going to be, like, outwardly... Like, fuck those people. <laughs> I, I, I think on the podcast we have a tendency to not name names. No. We, I mean, like, we've named names when it's, like, people beyond our scope. Yeah. But, like, here in town, we will we'll never name Yeah, names. that would be really oh, not no. nice. Yeah, I don't drop dying with people. No. On the podcast. I'll tell you off the air. Oh, yeah, privately. Oh, yeah, privately, we're going to talk so much shit. Yeah, just, just so much of it. Mountains of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, that's how right. you have to. But that's healthy. <laughs> no, it is, because otherwise you're going to resent everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought something up earlier that I wanted to ask you about as a as a, a woman. Okay. You brought up the whole um, LGBTQ? Yeah. Is that correct? It's at the end. Okay. Um, and I wanted to talk to you specifically about, like, labels. Okay. Okay. That's, that's you're talking to the right person, because okay. I have a really big... <laughs> because to me... It's the political correctness has reached a critical mass and it's heading towards the ridiculous. Okay. Because now, and I think, in my opinion, the major tipping point was Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. Which I do think, um, at her age, to do what she's done, especially under as much public scrutiny as she has, is a very brave thing. You can't take that away from her. No, that's... Um, I can't imagine. The stuff that's come out since has been, like, really shitty and kind of left, like... It's like, oh, that sucks. Like, why'd you have to do that? In particular, like, the the Diane Sawyer interview was contingent on her receiving the ESP... The, the SP Bravery Award. What? You know that? No. As I understand it, um, during the transition from Bruce to Caitlin, the whole Diane Sawyer interview was scheduled to happen. But her people said that they she wouldn't do the interview unless she was guaranteed to win the bravery award at the ESPYs. It was contingent on that. And so, as I understand it, this could all just be internet rumor and conjecture at this point because, of course, no one is publicly speaking about it. As but I, if no one's publicly speaking about it, that's not a good thing. It's not a it's not a tacit admission of guilt, but it's not. There's no you know what I mean. There's no proof. <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. So, like that kind of stuff to me, it like it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But like in terms Abs- of like the labels, not- like. I, I've heard recently certain actresses and actors like refer, especially actresses, refer to themselves as just an actor because they don't want to be like, well, why am I an actress? Why am I a female actor? Why aren't mm-hmm. I just an actor? 
And I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because there are certain actresses, for lack of a better term, that are ten times better than guys that are earning ten times the amount of money that they are. And I don't understand that. Because, like, my favorite actress right now is Jessica Chastain. I, I love her to death. I think she's... And not only is she easy on the eyes, fellas, she's an amazing actress. She's good in everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't think of a movie that she was in that I really didn't like. Even, like, she was on an old episode of Veronica Mars. She was great. <laughs> but she refers to herself as an actor. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really cool, because I'm, I'm seeing the, the term actress getting phased out, and I was like, that's, that's a cool thing. Yeah, that makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense. In fact, you, you just made me think, oh. Yeah, because it's like, okay, what's the difference between you and a male actor? The fact Nothing. that he has external genitalia. <laughs> I do not. Ex- well, right. But it's like, so, but you're yeah. still, you do the same thing. Like, yeah. there's not another name for a doctor that's a woman and a doctor that's a man. Like, it's not, oh, here's a doctor and then a chick doctor. They're both doctors. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, even in the realm of, you know, like film and theater and stuff, like, there's not. I mean, if you're a female and you direct something, you're a director. You're not, like, a directress. Right. Okay. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Catherine, Catherine Bigelow, who we've discussed on this podcast, made the glorious point break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and say it. The glorious point break. She did the Hurt Locker, too, right? She did the Hurt yeah. Locker. Oh, I love the Hurt she Locker. She did Strange Days. Okay. Brilliant director. I love the Hurt Locker. Okay. I love Stranger Days. I really do. Um, you know, she's just a director. So it, it struck me as odd that there was, like, this weird distinction. And I'm not trying to be a white knight about it. Like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, be like, well, this is the, the cause I'm going to champion. No, I just think, that's, I was trying to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, why is it this weird distinction? Because it's the same fucking job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, are you talking, so what are you, what is your question? I guess my question is, so I don't go off. As an actress, do you not like the term actress? Do you prefer just to be called actor because that's what it is? That's what the occupation is. That's what honestly, the... I hadn't really thought about it that much okay. until you just said it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just haven't. It just never occurred to you. No, and it's like, what was what was the thing? Flight stewardess for a while versus like flight attendant or that was like a, mm-hmm. a an argument that was had a while ago and I think the whole actor versus actress honestly the point you made was really great and now I'm thinking like yeah I want to do that for myself because there isn't a difference there's really not no. here's what I will say about like the whole director thing I think the reason that they were really big on like pushing that the fact that she was female is because that hadn't really been done before like female directors very rarely get awards mm-hmm. that aren't like female film festivals right. and it's just i or think it's a whole like festivals. right yeah. because they come out with amazing independent stuff and it's not that they can't make really really great commercial stuff it's just i think it's a lot of times the experience you have as a woman versus the experience you have as a man plus how many large companies would give a Marvel movie over to a woman. Well, in all fairness, they there is a Marvel Captain Marvel, which is a female superhero. Carol Danvers is going to be directed by a woman. Well, but how long has that taken? You know. No, I understand. I get your point. I, I'm well, not. I, I I'm not the... trying to be like. No, I know. I understand what you're saying because you do make a good point. Where it's like, could 
Terminator 2 have been directed by a woman? It could have. 100%. Again, Catherine Bigelow. And I hate to keep using her as an example because she's not the only female director out there. You know, there was Rachel Talele back in the late 80s. You know, she did Freddy's Dead, mm-hmm. The Final Nightmare. She's gone on to do a lot of episodes of Doctor Who, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's lots of female directors. And I think there's lots of female actors that I would love to see direct a movie like because Angelina Jolie is starting to make that transition mm-hmm. which I do like Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. but and I would love to see Julianne Moore oh my god direct a movie because I think she she she's incredible was I was talking to Chris but on the last podcast I watched um Still Alice yeah I saw that which is just so brutal it's so sad she does so deserves and she, that Oscar oh yeah dude she beat the shit out of that movie like <laughs> she... hard but we were also talking about how we think um uh, Kristen Stewart, the hate is undeserved because she was amazing in that movie. I agree. I have. I talked to one friend though who like hates her. Nope, she hates her, and I hated her because she was in the Twilight series, and I think that's why I put this like my little hate glasses on when I watched those movies because they were. I mean, no one can argue they weren't the worst, and so I. Uh... All right. They're pretty bad though. They're. Okay. They're rough, they're dude. Yeah. They're they're hard to get through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some people really like them, obviously. I enjoy a good, slightly tipsy viewing of them where I can laugh and possibly get people mad at me for making fun of it. That's what I enjoy about the Twilight series. But she was so emotionless and just like, bleh. In that movie, it really bothered me. I couldn't stand it. And it, she just drove me crazy. So... When she started doing, like, real movies, I was like, oh, cool. Like, she's been been doing stuff for years, though, and I I never put two and two together. That, like, what is it, the prison... Oh, the one she did that was actually directed by her mom. What? The where she was a prison, like, a prison... uh... Okay, no. Yeah, it was with the dude from ER, right? The the Croatian guy? No. Are you talking about a different movie? I'm talking about a different movie. Okay. I think. But anyway, she was... I. The point is, she's been in movies for a very long time. Yes. And I just didn't... I never put that together. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've really seen her movies since they were so mature. And since we're her and I are, like, very close to the same age, I wouldn't have been allowed to watch the movies she was in at that age. Mm-hmm. And they haven't exactly carried through time, so I'm not... Oh, Panic Room holds up. Yeah, with, I still need to see that. With Jodie Foster. But I, I have about a, a thousand other movies. It's probably... I remember do. when it came out, I was like, I wanted to see it so badly. And that's why it's funny, is that I never, I never put it together that it's her. Anyway, now that she's doing all this, um, what is it? Did you guys see The Clouds of Sils Maria? I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. No. in my French, because it's terrible. Um, she was incredible in that movie. And I... She was just so real and i i don't know you guys should watch it it's worth it's worth a watch for no other reason than the cinematography if you don't like the movie it's very slow so if you're not into that um yeah you might not like it but it's worth watching Mm -hmm. just for her performance and uh what is it julie binoche is that her name juliet juliet binoche she's in it as well no i read the i read reviews for it and that um they like uh, they cast her against type in terms of the characters that she the, in terms of the characters in the movie that she doesn't play who you think she would because like there's the spoiled starlet that's like difficult to work oh. with and they instead, instead of casting Kristen Stewart in that role they cast her as the 
assistant to Joy I thought Venom. she was so perfect as an assistant because she was so... Because she's not... And this is what I think is, is really weird, too, is, like, in her, her personal life became her professional life as yeah. well. Simply because she was dating a co-star and then she cheated on that co-star with her director of another film. You know what I mean? It was just this big... Yeah, and I think that was just really... That was the product of, you know... Just like the the Twilight Mania. Yeah, I you know, and like, oh, like we totally. said in the last in in the last podcast, we were talking about like I think that you know her performance is not like she's not the only really person to blame as far as like the Twilight movies. No, no because not it's like at all. the script was terrible. terrible. Well, that's the thing. The script the director, changed everything. Yeah, the yeah. source material is fucking I mean, god awful. If, if the director is not like we were talking before, if the director is not directing their actors, no. then I mean, what are you gonna do? And so, yeah. I mean, you know, I came into it, I didn't know who she was, except, I mean, I was like, oh, that's a chick from Adventureland. And I loved her from that. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is cool. And I remember, I've only seen the first Twilight movie. And it's it's worth a viewing of all of them. Yeah. Just for funsies. And it's, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's well, I mean, it was, it was a good time. Like, I was completely sober, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on at any point in this movie. <laughs> well, what, I think that, that budget was like... Wasn't it like a million dollars or something for the first one? Yeah. What no, is it? it was. It was like I want. It was below twenty, because nobody was famous. Mm-hmm. Like nobody was a big name, and then all because the... he. Well, he played. He played Cedric Diggory, right? Yeah, he played Cedric Diggory, but that was like. That was. No, that was me. I don't know my names very well. <laughs> I still haven't watched the movies all the way through. You haven't seen all the Harry Potter movies all the way no, through. No, I've just read the books. Fuck. That's why I. Another one of those things, my parents, long story. Oh, I'm sorry, because clearly wizards and dragons and shit, that's gonna happen. Come on, guys. I need to have a talk with your parents. I, they just were, like, those people who, like, they read, like, one Christian article that, like, one time, it was, like, bad. And then that's enough. Like, anime I'm not allowed to watch because I wasn't allowed to watch Pokemon, like, because... Like, apparently it was, like, devil-worshipping somehow. And I was like, Mom, that doesn't make any sense. And she's like, it's just part of the demons or something. And I was like, I'm done. And she, you know she's never actually seen a single thing. Right. It's all hearsay. And that's the problem with conservative parents. They, it's all hearsay. How many of them have actually watched any of the stuff that they're, like, shitting on? I'm sorry. We can... No, no, no. Actually, back, you but... brought that... No, that brings up another interesting topic that we can, we can go over. Because I, it, it was... My, my upbringing was very similar to that. Until my parents got divorced. Um, and, and I grew up in the very, very involved in the Catholic Church. Um, church every Sunday where I was wearing slacks and, you know, dress shoes and a, and a, and a tight little black sweater around my fat <laughs> boy tummy. And, uh, um, and I did my first civil communion, my catechism and all that. And the second my parents started having trouble, my mom was like, fuck it. We're not going. Don't even worry about it. It's like, yes. But then it was like, okay... Can I watch Predator? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, Michael's taking my brother's taking me to the theater to watch Predator, you know, and like Point Break and Terminator Two and all this stuff and like rated R movies in theater when I was clearly like in the single digits of eight, I was like six, seven, eight. <laughs> um, and then like when I was living with my mom in Denver, and it's when I first got into Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering and stuff like that, and just like hardcore geek. Welcome to virginity. You're gonna live here. Um, <laughs> And my mom would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to play, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. She's like, oh, what the fuck ever? Just don't stay out too late. All right, bye. Like, she's like, my mom just didn't care because it's not that she didn't care, but she was just like, okay, he's clearly not worshiping the devil. He's not cutting himself. It's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think she realized, um, 
it wasn't like I was never traumatized by my movie until I saw Reservoir Dogs for the first time. Really? And I bought it on DVD on a VHS. Mm-hmm. I still have it. Yeah. VHS was a cassette. Okay, um, I grew up on VHS. I'm not that much younger than you guys. <laughs> I'm just giving you this. Um, and I just remember thinking, I was like, I wasn't traumatized by it. I was just like, you can do that? Like, you can make a movie like that? Where, like, fucking people are getting their ears sliced off and, you know, cops are getting tortured. Like, it's, like, a... it's like outlaw art. You know what I mean? And, like, that was, like, my entrance into, like, Hong Kong film. Like, you know, the movies like John Woo, like, The Killer and you know, hard-boiled and all that stuff, and then I was watching, of course, like, Pulp Fiction, and, you know, um, Evil Dead 1 and 2, and just, you know, just, like, that was, like, my entrance into, like, you know, you can do this in a movie? Holy shit, I want to do this. These are the stories I want to tell. Like, like, I love The Princess Bride and all, but fuck that. Right. <laughs> like, how cool would have been if, like, Dread Pirate Roberts had a gun and was shooting everybody? Like, that's yeah. good times. It was kind of similar for me. I, re- I actually remember that it was a weekend that I rented both Reservoir Dogs and The Prophecy, mm. and I watched them back-to-back. And then by the end of it, I was like, it's clinched. I'm making movies. Yeah. It's like, that's what I'm going to do with my life. Right. Like, I already kind of knew because of the Evil Dead movies. I was like, but it was really more of like, that's, that would be interesting. That's something I think I'd like to do. But then I watched those two movies back to back and I was like, that's it. And I think that's where you kind of got your influence as, the, as for aesthetically speaking, is how, what kind of movies you like to make. Mm. Whereas I, my film education began with comedies. Like, right. Young Frankenstein. And, you know, Blazing Saddles and Caddyshack and the Blues Brothers and stuff like that that my older brothers would show me. They're like, mm-hmm. have you watched Animal House? I was like, no, they're all right, sit down, you're going to learn something. Right. And then I'm watching that and I'm watching Caddyshack and, you know, 60, all the John Hughes movies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the kind of movies I like to make. I want to make comedies. I want to make movies where people swear a lot and stuff gets sorted out. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and I was I was really big on, on comedies, too. I mean... Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time is The Jerk, and I can watch that movie over and over and over again. And it's still it funny. never gets old. Um, but it was really like like those kind of movies, like Reservoir Dogs, stuff like that, where I really started thinking about like cinematography mm-hmm. and like how how things are shot and like the actual like language of film. And that was really big. Which, by the way, I'm gonna kind of go a little off on this, but another thing, I just finished watching. Um, the season, first season of uh, Mr. Robot, and if you're not even if you're not in that story, but you're into filmmaking, watch that show. If if anything, just for the cinematography, it's beautiful. It's just, and it started, and that that show actually started making me start thinking again, and like about again like the language of film and and the way they're doing stuff, especially them doing it in like the episodic way but it's a very filmic it's very mm-hmm. it's cinematic. like a, it's like a one hour movie each episode yeah basically okay and i mean it's just it's uh, a treat to just watch i'm gonna i, I think it. i'll wait until it's on netflix or something i'll I love it. Also watch it one day. so i'm gonna go ahead and bring it really quickly back to my parents so is does something weird happen like halfway through like that would be considered Bad. I can't remember the word my father used. In what? In the show. Like, he's like, that that movie is like, that show is... Which show? I almost want to say, he Mr. said, Mr. whack. Mr. Robot? Yeah. I want to say he's used the word whack. I hope he didn't he... use the word whack because it's 2015, you know? I mean, granted, I think he says words and you're just like, I, so I, I would use those words. Whack, yo. 
I would use those words in, like, an ironic way, but the fact that you're using them in a real way makes them so much better for me. But anyway, did something weird happen? Or, like, that... Oh, I think I know what it is. Because I saw that on I, uh, on Gawker, of course, as I was reading stuff about other so shows. So something bad happened? It's not that something bad happens, it's just there's a big reveal. Like, towards the middle of the run of the season. But he was like, I can't watch it now. Like, it's too bad. It's evil or something. Yeah, because, yeah, like, evil, but... involving the main character and somebody and one of the girls. Oh. I don't know what's happening, but if that's the kind of thing that's... Well, there's, like, there's two... There's two... Cover, cover your eyes. There's cover two... Your eyes. No, because I don't want to spoil it for you. We don't want to spoil Cover your eyes. Cover them! Or do you, or do you care? You just said... Oh, I... Cover your eyes. I'm not... If I want to see it, then I'll... Let's, if I don't, let's, just, let's, okay, go, let's go, play go. Fifty Shades of Podcast. <laughs> Oh, hey! Oh, violence. That's one of the twisties, yeah. Yes, that's. I guarantee you that's what it was. But you don't actually... It's not like middle of the season. It's is like it, a little later. Is, it's like towards the end How many? How many episodes are there? Ten. Ten. So that gives you like seven? Six or seven? Yeah. No, I thought like it was seven, like four. Like he was saying it was like four episodes in. He like there was, there's a there. moment about halfway through where you're just like, oh, this makes me so sad in my heart forever. Like I now have like a permanent hole. Right no, here. it wouldn't have been like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I think it's the one I'm talking about because, um, as I understand it, they were close to becoming um, physically intimate. They were going to know each other biblically. <laughs> <laughs> and then, it well, was like, uh, then the situation went tits up. And... Well, and, like, yeah, you definitely, you definitely feel that it's going in that direction. Yeah. Um... But it it's also made very clear that, like, that was never going to happen because the one person knew the whole time. Right. Should I, like, just walk out for a little while let you guys discuss? No, I feel like if you do, you won't come back. Fuck <laughs> 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 this shit. I'm done. Well, as long as I don't bring my phone, there's no way I can leave because at least I can call someone then. But, I mean, like, around it, it wasn't, like... But wait, have you seen it? You haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. You know all these spoilers. That's disappointing. Because here's the thing, and we've discussed Gawker before. Yeah. And you you, you can't stand Gawker Media. Yeah. Were you there for the Gawker? Yeah. Okay. Which I thought was one of our better discussions on the podcast. I actually listened to that um, as we were recording. I was like, this is good good shit. We're a podcast. We're podcasted. We're actual legit podcasters now. Motherfucker. But you did that. That's, so it's, yeah, and you wrote, <laughs> we were and you wrote it. Um, anytime you're reading an article on anything on Gawker, there's 19 links to other articles they've written because that's oh, how no. you know again that's how they can propagate their journalism, quote unquote. And so I was reading spoilers about upcoming upcoming season of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. because I know through my research what's going on in the books and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hate to call internet during research. I apologize. That was the dumbest thing I've ever said. <laughs> I was like, I'm farting around. Um, uh, but it was like, you know, the reveal, which was similar to the uh, Jamie Searcy thing on Game of Thrones. And so you click that and it talks to, it links to that other article about Mr. Robot. And I was like, well, fuck. Because now that, but okay, but in fairness, that was my fault for clicking the link. Yeah. No yeah. one made me click it. Except for my hand. Yeah, but did, but I mean, but did it say in the like the headline like it, you're about to get spoiled? Multiple? No, it just it just said um, it was just the, the episode review. But it oh. it, it didn't no. jump to the top of the article. It jumps to that paragraph. 
Do you know where I, when uh, I, what I mean? Yeah. It auto, it's like, it starts here, and then all of a sudden it's like, Bacca! and it's like, here it is, fucker! And it's like, ah. So, knowing that already, mm-hmm. I here's the thing. If something is spoiled for me, I'll still watch it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, unless 100% I'll watch it. Unless it's, like, crappy already. Unless you were just going to do it for the, the shits and gigs. And the best example I can give is The Sixth Sense. That movie came out back in 1999. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hadn't watched it. Like, it had been in the theater. It was already on its way to home video. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't watched it. And so everyone was at, it was like, a Thanksgiving thing at my house. And everyone was talking about it. And they're like, and they're like I can't. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Everyone's like, I can't believe Bruce Willis is dead. Like, the whole time you didn't see it coming. I was like, I haven't seen the fucking thing. Yeah. And everyone's like, you haven't seen it? No. Why not? I'm poor. I don't have money to go to the movies all the time. And I hadn't seen it. So the movie got spoiled for me. And I remember that when I actually watched it, even though I knew he was dead, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Because yeah. it's still creepy. It's still very well made. Everybody's acting their asses off in that movie. Yeah. Um, so I was able to watch it and still enjoy it on that on that level. But it's just like... I mean, maybe. I knew. I knew, too. I mean, it's like... It's one of the things that you say all the time. But, like, there's so many clues. Was it one of those movies for you that you've watched where, like, there's like, like this big twist shock and, and you knew what it was right away? Yeah, oh, all the time. Yeah. I hate that. In fact, it's more frustrating to me than anything in the world is when I, like, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I think this is going to happen. And you're hoping it doesn't because you want it to be something that surprises you. I used to be able to figure out endings to movies without fail every single movie I watched for a really long time. And then some dumb rom-com, like, had a twist at the end and I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. And it was a, it was a, it was a rom-com. And I can't remember what it was. I just remember that being the first movie for a really long time that I'd been surprised by the ending. And I, I was sort of excited. I was like, this was terrible. But man, that was a good ending. God. I love rom-coms. Uh, Do you know what movie she's talking about? No. Oh. There's, but now, lots, there's like 8 million different rom-coms. So. Oh, there's... Um, but you know what the best part is? is they never get old. <laughs> they don't. If I'm Although... having a super <laughs> shitty day, like I'm really depressed... I'll just watch a rom-com. I'm like, you know, there was a point where I was watching, like, consistent rom because I wasn't allowed to watch those either. So I would watch, like, rom-coms like crazy, and I was like, what is wrong with me? And then I was like, I just, I wasn't allowed to do it. Time to throw that shit in the, the DVD. And see, and I had the opposite. I My mom and I kind of just did our own thing for, like, the majority of my childhood and, and all my teenage years. So when she wanted to go see... Love Actually. I was going to see Love you were Actually. Going. There. Yeah. Well, awkward because there's a lot of boobies in that movie. Um, <laughs> but like, I saw Sleepless in Seattle in the theater and I, with my mom, and I saw um, You've Got Mail, which Aww, is it's so funny because like really nice. Well, but that's kind of what like made me like I love romantic comedies. I just think I I know they're stupid and formulaic, but I think they're really fun. Some of them. And so, sometimes and like like High Fidelity. That's a romantic comedy. Okay. It's still one of the best movies ever. Yeah. And sorry, the Holy Cusack. Yeah. In his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a romantic comedy. But, like, I love, like, Notting Hill. That's my favorite romantic comedy of all time. Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. Seriously, I can't, I can't stand Hugh Grant. Uh, yeah, he's not my favorite. Dude, About too, a Boy is such a good so, movie. He's so British and bumbly. Like, shut up. Yeah, but not in that movie. <laughs> like, Dude, not in, stop. not in About a Boy. Ugh. He's great in About a Boy. Ugh, Can we? Amazing. I'm sorry, we gotta backtrack for a minute because M Night Shyamalan Amanuma mm-hmm. has a movie that doesn't have a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Oh, That's that something worth worth discussing. El, el visito. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've, I I've heard that it's still garbage. Yeah, but that's... A I've sh- heard the opposite. I've heard people like, it is so fucking good. And see, I, I just, I wonder if it's just, like, his his bar has become so low. No! That, that's like, a good point. That, but like, I... if he makes a mediocre movie, people are like... No, but, like, conversely, I wonder if the bias is so high that even when he makes a good movie, it still doesn't clear it. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I would too. think. I, that's I, what I would I think, agree too. with you, Becca. I really want to go see The Visit for no other reason, just to, like, did it? Did he get better? Are things okay with him now in his personal life? Because we, his... we discussed him on the last podcast, and we ripped him to shreds. We There was a point mm-hmm. where we listed, like, his four worst cinematic atrocities. Mm-hmm. I just I don't want to see it because it's found show? footage. What? Hmm? Didn't he have it like a We were in Pines. Yeah. With Matt Dillon. Actually I heard actually I saw none of that show except the second to the last episode where they were revealed everything that's going on. I was like, I don't have to watch the rest of it now. But what show was this? Uh Wayward Pines. It was just like this summer series because Fox and a lot of the other oh, shows that's what it was. have done this really cool thing where now because remember when we were kids like, when the series, would, the season would end, and it was just all reruns, they just rerun the whole season from beginning to end again. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now that there's eight million other things that you can go do during the off-season, they create, you know, game shows and all this other shit to show during the summer to keep us coming around, and Wayward Pines was one of those summer se- series. It's like mm-hmm. 10 to 12 episodes, and it was one of them. And it was really, really good until they revealed what was going on, and you're like, that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Like, this is fucking retarded. Um... But, uh, yeah, so I, I think, honestly, it's probably a really good movie. And I don't mind that it's found footage. He's about five years late on the found footage thing. <clears throat> but I guarantee you, and I, oh, I, every, website, I okay. every website I've gone to, and I, I, I do tend to read reviews from sites that I trust, like Nerdist and things like that. And Nerdist people, they're, they, they tend to be fair but honest. And they were mm-hmm. fair but honest about Fantastic Four. They're like, look... We can see what, like you, what Josh Trank was going for. Yeah. He didn't get to do it, and so now you have half his movie and half the studio's movie. That's why it fucking sucks, and it does. It sucks hard. With The Visit, they said, it's a good movie. Regardless of what he's done in the past, regardless of what he's done in the future, this is a good movie. Okay. I'm going to go, I have to go watch it. Just check it out, just check it out. I, I mean, part of me still wants to see After Earth just to see what what the problem was. You want, I, you want to know what the problem with After Earth is? All of it? Everything. <laughs> it's not a... Jaden Smith cannot act. Will Smith... I don't know if that's necessarily there. true. Or maybe he just... I mean, he did pretty good in, in Chronic Youth. Oh, yeah. You, you talk about that, I feel like, a lot. Are you serious? Chronic Youth? Yeah, for some reason I specifically I, remember having this conversation with you at least two or three times. And I And I think you owe an apology <laughs> to the makers of the original Karate Kid because Karate Kid remake was the abortion that got away. Well no, I mean okay. I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's a good movie. Bring that one back. But I'm just saying like I mean Jackie Chan was good in it. Like its performance was there, is what I'm saying. Jackie Chan's good in everything though. Yeah. But I'm saying I feel like that's one of those things. You know what? I think I think maybe it was just people look great. Jackie Chan's good in everything. Thank you. Maybe maybe with Jaden Smith, it like puberty just ruined his acting. I don't. That know could he, be it. It could be. It could be one of those things. I have a feeling that we're gonna see a lot of kids all of a sudden have schizophrenia. <laughs> well, no, he's just doing a lot of drugs. 
Right. And he was just kind of crazy the whole time. I was just saying, like, what was that, what was that movie he did? The um... Pursuit of Happiness? Yeah. I'm sorry. He was fantastic in that. I can't watch that movie, dude. And I stop every time. I, I watched it once. I was like, this is one of the movies I'm going to watch one time. And then... <laughs> but that's because... what I'm saying. His performance was there. Though. His performance was, like, was 100% before... there. Okay, I will agree. In that movie, he was okay. great. But that movie for me is, and I think you'll agree, as, as, as a dad, it's mm-hmm. disturbingly hard to watch because you're like, I am, like, one paycheck away from sleeping with my kids in a fucking bathroom. And, like, right. holding the door closed so they can, like, get some rest because they have school the next day. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. Now it, now it's taking on another meaning for me that it hadn't before, just knowing you two. And now I'm going to get a little emotional. No, because, like, for me, like, No, I I'm not being... I'm not joking. I'm being 100% serious. I That's have a like, hard time watching stuff when it's involving kids. Like, when, like, the Hills Have Eyes remake, mm-hmm. when they take the baby and, like, they're going to fucking eat her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, dog... Doug, we gotta go, man. Get the shotgun. Get the, whatever weapons we can. We have to go get your baby. Because, yeah. like, me as a dad, I'm like, that's my baby. Mm-hmm. I need my baby back. And I'm gonna kill everyone to get my child back. Mm-hmm. But, on the other hand, I'm like, maybe you shouldn't have gone into the territory. They eat people. kind of knew that. The oh. crazy old guy in the gas station warned you. Yeah. Um, I just have to do... Since we were talking about series earlier, I just had to... <laughs> to tell you about the experience I had a couple weeks ago. So I had gone to visit my parents, and my dad was like, oh, we're just recording a movie right now, so if you don't mind, we're just going to watch that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Tell me it was on a DVR and not on VHS, too. <laughs> it was a DVR. Okay, your dad's like, i got to set the damn VCR. No, no. He was just like, oh, yeah, this movie is on on the TV right now, and, and like, we should totally watch it. And I was like, my dad is not doesn't act old. He's actually, he's a, he's a hoot. I enjoy him. He's really funny. Is he funny um, like the Dickens? <laughs> anyway. I'm so he... <laughs> Sweet. I feel like I say that, actually. I just use old-timey stuff and just, just to can kind you, of peeve people. Can I have one thing? Can you let me have one thing? I'll let you have that. That's fine. Okay. So, what was I saying? Oh, right. So, you tell me all the time about how much you hate Miles Teller. And guess what the movie we were watching? Whiplash? Nope. Even better. Divergent. Yes. And I, now, now, because I watched the first one from the beginning to the end, I have to watch all of them. Because I can't just, they're like leaving on a subway, spoiler alert, but probably anyone who's watching this is never going to watch that. They're leaving on a subway at the end of Divergent, and you're like, well, what now? So now I have to continue watching them and spending my hard-earned money and time watching these dadgum movies. Because now I can't. I'm not going to the theater. We're not doing that. It's not worth it. Possibly the dollar theater. I, Redbox. Well, yeah, of course. But I enjoy a good dollar theater movie. Anyway, but I just... It's it a was, popcorn. Yeah, no, you yeah. just get the whole experience for cheap. Um, I was going to watch those movies, but I can't figure out which one's the first one. Divergent. Divergent. Okay, I'll forget it by the time I'm like, oh, I'm going to try and find this. I'm going to... I'll tell you I'll something. Forget. My daughter, my eldest daughter, she loves Divergent. She loves that fucking movie. She, we, bought it, we bought it for her on DVD. And you haven't seen it. Oh, no. I, she's watched it about 17 times. <laughs> and not one of those times have I made it all the way through because I fall asleep. And it's not because it's a bad movie, and it's not because I don't, I'm not enjoying it or I'm not intrigued Wait. by it, but I'm just like, it's just there's some point where I'm it's just like, so it's, bad. it causes narcolepsy. No, it's, okay, there's a, there's a moment in the film where she goes, he like tries to kiss her, and she's like, no, that's going too fast. The next scene in the movie, or no, it's not the next scene, it's like a couple scenes later, she's waking up in his bed, and it's like, what 
happened. And there's, it's like, it's so teenager. That's what's great about like the Hunger Games and Harry Potter. They're not teenager movies. They're like a normal person can enjoy them. But Divergent is a teenager movie yes. where it's like the sexual tension is constantly in the air between these two characters. And not in like a good way, not in like an intriguing way. It's like this weird like, are you guys just going to make out or are we going to have to sit here and watch this? Like, are you done? Or... Someone is like, you're all, yeah, they're going to do it. Yeah, like you're, and you're like, you I don't like want to see 15. it, but I just want pictures. <laughs> I'm sorry, but she has the longest legs of anyone I've ever seen. And the guy, what is his name? Uh, not, not obviously, not Miles Teller. No, I he looks like right. Dave Franco if Dave Franco was even hotter than Dave Franco is. Oh, is Dave Franco your your one? No, he's not my one. Okay. I have, <laughs> I think lots of guys in Hollywood are attractive. Yeah, unfortunately, I think lots of women on the in in, in the wood are pretty doable. There's lots of there's lots of really pretty ladies and lots of fine looking gents out there and uh there are. There and are. so I I guess no he's not my one. But I do I do enjoy Dre Franco. I think he's funny. In the he's on my shit list. Why? Uh, <laughs> I, oh, I know, no, I, I noticed you were I know why. Wait, why? <laughs> why? No, tell me. No, I need to know. You want me to tell her? Yeah. Um, do you know who Allison Brie is? Yeah. She was on Community. Oh yeah. Okay, that she's in Chris's all time, I think, top five. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. Oh, he she's engaged today, Franco. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. found that out. That's so weird to me. Chris wants to punch him so hard that he just atomizes. Wait. Okay. Do you guys? Of course, you know who John Krasinski is from The Office. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I was in love with him for so long, and on my birthday, I don't. I think it was like my seventeenth birthday. I found out this, so we had this terrible preacher at my church, and I hated his guts, and he had, he had left, and for whatever reason, he had, like, come back to, like, visit people, and my parents and this couple were, like, good friends, and I, again, I just really disliked them. Anyway, so they come pulling up on my birthday, and I'm like, fuck, I hate these people. Same time, I'm getting on the Googs, the Google. And guess who's getting married? John Krasinski. And it made me so angry. It was the worst birthday. I was just like, so in my head, it's like that, like okay, that terrible. The universe terrible like birthday. shit inside of you on that, on that birthday. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is the worst birthday I could possibly imagine. Except I ended up having like a, it was a good cake. The cake was pretty good. But okay, can can I? <laughs> Please, okay. please. He married Emily Blunt. I know. Which is great because she's a fucking amazing actress. Yeah, okay? she's really great. And you look like Emily Blunt. Okay, so one time I did have a gentleman go on and on and on and on and on and on about how much... It was on Independence Day. Mm-hmm. He went on and on about how much I look like her. He was like, what? I'm in love with her. Like, she's my... Like, my wife and I have a deal. Like, there's one person. Mm-hmm. She's the one person. Which made me feel mildly uncomfortable. Like, are you insinuating something? But he wasn't. That's the first time it's like, is he saying that it's okay for him to have sex with you? Yeah, that's what was. And I was like, well, it's not okay for me if I have, like, any say in this. Um, <laughs> He's like, well, you know. Well, you got it. Let's go. So, anyway. But it, no, he was a nice guy. I want to make that clear. He wasn't a bad guy. It was just funny because he kept going on and on about how much I look like Emily Blunt. And I had brown hair at the time, obviously. I don't know if you remember. But I did have brown hair at the time, so I'm... But even now with blonde hair, I still look like her. No, you for sure got some Emily Blunt going on. My nose is 13 times larger than hers. I don't know. I was watching The Devil Wears Prada again the other day. Because 
HBO shows that movie every six minutes. It starts on one of their... I'm not even kidding. Even I'm like, I'm getting sick of this. I love that movie. Who doesn't? I haven't watched that movie in a while, and I'm going to be honest, at my 16-year-old, 15-year-old... When did that movie come out? Because I watched it pretty much as it came out. 2000 Flurf. Okay. So however old I was, I remember specifically thinking, wasn't my favorite. So... I need to watch it again and see if I enjoy it now as an actual adult instead of... She's, in that movie, she's my favorite character. Well, the tie, actually, was Stanley Tucci's character. I'm gonna need... I need to watch it. You do. I really need to watch it. My favorite part of the movie is when uh, Anne Hathaway fucks up uh, the delivery of the book. Like, the prototype of that issue coming out that month. And the next morning, she goes in to talk to uh, everybody, trying to smooth things over, and Emily Blunt pulls her into the kitchen, and she's like, like, everybody's freaking out, and then... um, Meryl Streep calls her into her office, calls Anne Hathaway into her office, and then Emily Blunt's just like... I don't know why that thing always strikes me. I was like, wah! It's so funny! Okay, I also think I that it. there's a reason that I didn't like that movie, and it was because in my head at the time, she was still the girl from The Princess Diaries, so it was a quick it was a quick switch, and The Princess Diaries is still one of my faves. I enjoy that movie. Have you seen Havoc? Yeah, that's okay, all. yeah, that's good. Don't. Don't watch that because it's like seeing Mia Thermopolis hooked on coke. No, I, I'm totally, stuff. I'm totally fine with but watching that kind of stuff. Now. Did you see Brokeback Mountain? Yeah. Oh, it's. But I, I don't put two and her together. That that's her. And I think I saw that later on because again, I wouldn't have been allowed to watch. How good that is movie. that movie though? That's a really good movie. I love Brokeback uh, Mountain. That's a good and movie. And Michelle Williams is in that too. It. You've never seen Brokeback Mountain? Never seen it. Damn, sir. Come on. Get on that. Get okay. on that. Brokeback Mountain. <clears throat> All right. Well, by the next podcast, I will have watched Brokeback Mountain. Okay, because I don't so don't make that promise because I made that promise last podcast and I didn't keep it. Well, I always I always keep that promise. We make those promises all the time on this. Podcast. I think we really need and to have I me making more promises. Well, well, because I have whip, I have a, oh. on the DVR and I, have, and I won't. I haven't watched it. And, but okay, here's why. Ah, what? no, wait. I can explain why. Okay, I was going to it, and then I saw I had a couple episodes of Doctor Who recorded, and I was like, which one is it? And it was Doomsday, part one and part two. Last stuff with David Tennant and, and the Metacrisis Doctors, I watched those, and then I fell asleep on the couch, and I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. But It's not acceptable. I know. Because all of, the, all of Doctor Who is on Netflix. So quick question about that show. So you told me about Doctor Who. I think this is good information for everyone. Have you not continued watching it? No, I am. So we need to take a break. We're at the halfway point. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some Doctor Who. Okay, Doctor Who. This is worth, this is worth nice. adding to the podcast because it's, this is like a live, so right now the Republican debate is happening on CNN. Yes. Okay, so this is worth talking about. My cousin added her daughter's, had like a little, her daughter was drawing stuff and it was about Donald Trump. Trump can only think about money and himself. Little bubble above his head. I'm awesome. I want to be a president. I would be a good president. That's what your niece? That's. My cousin's okay. kid. Okay, so, so like your second cousin. My second cousin. Okay. I just thought, you know, what a really smart kid at, like, 
I think it's it's a pretty bad sign when a like ten year old is being able to figure out a man in about fifteen seconds. That's probably a bad thing. Well, I think. Um, hi everybody, we're back by the way. <laughs> um, Sorry. And tonight, you tonight, if you're if you're timing this tonight, isn't it the second um, Republican presidential debate in uh, 2015? I think. Right. Yeah. So uh, you know we're living through history. All right. Um, All right. I, part two of this week's. Let's do that. And Mark. I don't know. It's way, it's way too late. All right. Okay. Um, um, so I think, I think that's, it's actually pretty cool that, I don't know if it's cool or if it's kind of sad that even little kids are like, God, all these guys are fucked up. <laughs> I think it's cool because it means the kids are like, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. Part of me, and don't get mad. Okay. I've, I've been listening to Alex Jones lately. Oh, God. Okay. Because I wanted to get into a conspiracy frame of mind. Sometimes I just like, I like, I'm a conspiracy guy. Okay. Like, I believe, you know, we've discussed this before, I believe in Bigfoot and ghosts and fucking, because I think that's more fun than being like, nothing is real. Um, oh, no, I'm totally into ghosts. But every so often, I'll listen, I'll, I'll jump on to Alex Jones, and he's a he's a very prominent conspiracy theorist, conspiracy theorist out of Austin, Texas. He runs this horrible website called Prison Planet and Infowars. It's just, it's ridiculous, the stuff he talks about. I was listening to him. Now I really want to look. Oh, yeah, you have to, because, but when you listen to it, understand, you're listening to a crazy person. Like, he's and they a crazy truly believe. He believes hardcore that there's a one world government, it's these global elites and the Bilderberg group and blah, 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 blah. And part I of me... I wouldn't be surprised. And part of me is like... <laughs> exactly. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that were true. But then part of me is like, this clearly did not happen. <laughs> you are making this up and you are going too far with it. So listening to what he was talking about, the terms of the presidential debates and this stuff like that, and I, I at that point I was just like, you know what? I can't, I can't do this anymore because he's, he's pounding his table. And even over the podcast, you can hear him pounding the table and he's screaming. He's going, Aah! like literally he's doing that over the air. I'm like, what is wrong with you? No, he's literally a crazy person. No, he is. <laughs> he is. No, I like, I, 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 I think it's great. The conspiracy theorist in me is like, I'll preach on brother. I'm right here with you. <laughs> the rational lizard part of my brain is like, Hey, fucking fatty, get back over here. Like he's, he's lying, stupid. He's, none of this is true. No, like in my head, he's officially named. Alex banana sandwich <laughs> he is and like now they're selling like uh nutraceuticals which I I don't particularly okay okay can I have a little recap on what the hell that is a nutraceutical is like something that you would take like um okay um something that get like brain enhancing oh not stimulants but like brain enhancing cognitive uh enhancement I guess you could say and so like Joe Rogan through his company on it sells something called alpha brain <laughs> and and and, and it, it's it's supposedly it helps you think okay. faster and focus more it's basically like legal adderall except that these crazy people <laughs> take it to a point where they they're like they're like have you seen the movie limitless like that's what this is yeah or they'll be like oh, yeah it's like have you seen limitless what? Oh. He's he's stupid compared to you. He's legally retarded compared to our drug. I kind of forgot the Lemon Bliss existed until right now and when you just talked about it. They're making like, oh, a yeah. TV series out of it. Oh. And Bradley Cooper is going to appear on the show. He's not the main character, but he's going to be in quite a few episodes. I thought that was pretty dope for Bradley Cooper. I think that's cool. We broke Should we go back <laughs> to uh, Doctor Who? Because that will okay. pick everyone up. Because I know. Okay. I just understand. I just want to, okay, and to everybody, Curly... 
I'm not I'm not following Alex Jones. I don't believe him. I just every so often every so often one of the other podcasts will start talking about conspiracy theories and I want to go listen to see well, what Alex Jones is. And I'm gonna say this, okay? Like <laughs> now I have I have another friend, he's a very good friend of mine, and I'm not gonna say his name, but he is so much worse than you. And so I have to deal with that. There's like a part of my life that I have to deal with that sort of thing. Like we'll be outside and he's like Look at the chemtrails, you know, and I'm like, oh. And see, and even me as a conspiracy guy, I'm like, guys, this condensation in the atmosphere, it happens, deal with it. Yeah. Um, do I know this creature? You do know this person, and this person also uh, takes those. Nutraceuticals? Yeah. Okay. That's worth... And that literally was... was like, have you seen the movie Limitless? Is he... Like, oh, yes, I have seen that. He's Does like, he have stuff. a newsletter because I wish to subscribe to? <laughs> no, but supposedly he's going to write a book. I want that book. Oh, you do. I do. And like part, like, okay, look, sometimes when I'm walking through the store, the bookstore, because that's one of my favorite things to do is go to a bookstore. And I'll walk through like the new age section. There's all these grimoires and books of shadows. I'm like, ooh, spells and shit. Like, I want to see those books. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a second, is that a new book on Area 51? Oh, take a look at that. <laughs> I honestly think the world would be so much more interesting if all that stuff was true. Like, but I just don't think it is, unfortunately. I w- honestly, some of it, even though it would be super fucked up, I wish it was true. Look. Who doesn't want a little extra drama? Okay, look. You know? The rational part of me is like, <laughs> none of this happened. <laughs> Lunatic. It's like, everything that guy just said is bullshit. That's what the rational part of me is. Mm-hmm. But then the other half of me is like, woo, aliens are fucking ghosts. <laughs> no, and I... there's vampires. Yeah. And I, I completely understand. Like, I was I was uh, playing uh, Mad Max last night, and the whole time I was just like, oh my god, I wish I'd lived in this universe. And then I had to sit there and think to myself, like, why the fuck would I want to live in, like, That's the close-up... I, I think that most people have that with, like, the zombie apocalypse. Everyone's yeah. like, it'd be so cool if that happened. Really, dude, it wouldn't. Honestly, you think no. you're going to be Rick Grimes or Dale Dixon? You're going to be one of the zombies. Well, that's what I felt understand. like. Understand, for I, me. I, Oh, we'll come get you. Yeah. Oh, is it because as a woman? I'm just kidding. Do you have guns? Do you have a machete or a bow and arrow? Because I do. Can you drive stick shift? Do you have any hand-to-hand combat? I'm just asking that just in general. I do have hand-to-hand combat. Not stage fighting. Not stage fighting. I once won a karate tournament. How old are you? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay, okay. As I was re- over the age of 10. Okay. <laughs> that was not long ago for me. What, so fine. what, what belt are you? In what system, what style okay, of karate? Okay, Shorenryu. And I... That's wrong. Huh? Shorenryu. Ryu. No, that's... Okay. Don't scare me. Wait. Shorin Ryu is the style of karate you're trying to pronounce. There's no in, though. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. I may I, be wrong, and if so, I apologize in advance. It's I feel S- like we're going to get a demonstration H- of this karate. No, 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 no. That is no. No, no, no. Oh, no, no I no. just figured you were going to you were gonna antagonize her enough where she was going to drop kick you in the face. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm if she wants to, to spar a little bit, that'd be great. I miss the days when I would spar. I really want to get back into martial arts. Where did this even begin? How did... Right. Hunger Games is what I was thinking in my head while you guys were talking about the ways that I would probably die. And I thought, wow, that would be so interesting to be in the Hunger Games 
But then you guys started saying bow and arrow, and I was like, I'd be dead. Because I can shoot, but not very well. See, okay. I don't I... know how to bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to bow. Okay, I have a bow and arrow. It's a recurve bow. Okay, and I think that the arrow will be better than... I prefer a recurve bow to a compound bow. Because you're able to shoot faster. You don't understand what I'm saying? I mean, I totally... I'm listening. I understand. The I kind do. of bow Katniss has yeah. is the kind of bow I prefer to use because it's you can shoot faster and you can aim faster because with a compound bow, it's mostly for hunting and it's for taking right. your time. Okay. Um, martial arts. I've done years of mixed martial arts. Muay Thai, some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, most recently taking Krav Maga for a year. Okay. So, interesting. Yeah. Yes. And maybe you can have some suggestions later on. Yeah. That's okay. okay. I just want to drive the Interceptor. Okay. I, I want I, like I want a war rig, but I want to have like like all my co-survivors standing on the back with like their guns. We're driving through. We're plowing through zombies through the wasteland. We're trying to find the green place. I want a mixture of Mad Max. And oh, some, 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 I don't really care about the zombies, whether they are not. Doesn't matter to me. You think it's already there's already going to be enough problems? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like I could take it or leave it. The zombie thing, whatever. You're over Either it. way, it's fine. Have you ever? Oh no. But I, I need I need to you know I need to like be on the hunt for gasoline like every day water and gasoline. Are you gonna if you are you gonna <laughs> be right like, eternal on the? Are you gonna have some guy naked strapped to the front of your the lead marauder's nitro truck? Well, no, I'm not gonna be a marauder. I'm gonna oh. be like a Mad Max type. Oh, so you're gonna be the the the, the quiet savior of the wasteland? Yeah, I just want to be left alone. I just want somebody so at some point the, so I can find the silent planes. Oh. I want somebody at some point to like point to me like he finded us yeah. in the long long ago. Like I did find it in the long long ago. Yeah, yeah. I was watching you in the long looking glass. It's <laughs> just a stupid movie. <laughs> oh my. Okay, so back to Doctor Who before we go even further into the crazy yeah, place. We should probably yeah. stop now. So as I understand it, you're still with Martha Jones. I am. Okay. But I've already met Donna. Obviously. Yes, you met her in the Runaway Bride. That yes. was the name of that episode. And you already knew, like, I think I you had already said Donna, so I already knew she was gonna be in it. But you, it was pretty obvious. That she was, she was gonna. Yeah, be yeah, yeah. The the way they ended it was like too in the air. I have always been of the opinion that Martha Jones is arguably the most underrated companion of all time. She's badass. I mean, she really is. I just don't like her with the Doctor. There's a, I think we had this conversation, I think, how there's so much sexual tension on her side. And there's nothing. There's zero, I mean, there's, like, not even, like, all she talks about is, like, like, that was something that never happened with Rose, and obviously, the one episode I've had with Donna, that wasn't even a, sort of, something you would think about. Um, but there was never any weird, like, everything felt so natural with both Donna, even the one episode I had with Donna and Rose. And everything with her is so... It feels so forced on his part. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the writing. I don't know if that's, like, actually his acting. Or if that's just the way they wanted those characters to be. Because it ended up... Just, like, right now... Like, he likes her. And I like that he's warmed up to her. And that's nice. But it's just... I mean, it's like hitting a brick wall anytime she's like... Like, people will be like, so are you guys together? Like, that question never happened really with Rose. That wasn't as big of a question as it has been with with Martha. Well, and I think that was something that was, like, kind of engineered in the show. Because <clears throat> she's, like, the rebound companion. Yeah, yes. she is. 
And I think, yeah, it was very much, it very much played out like a a real life relationship. Rose was the great first love of our lives. And I think you, you'd even fall in love with her when she's with Eccleston, when she's with Nine. Yeah. Because she was like, you're like, Rose is so fucking hot, dude. Like, she's so pretty. And she's got that accent. Just kills me. But then 10 shows up and it's like an actual, they're like, it's there. Oh, it's 100% And and it's like, it's so palpable. And you're just like, Why? Why can't you be with her, stupid alien? Just love her. Love her for us, because we can't, because she's not real. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's true. But I find out, I found out that she'll definitely be back at some point. But don't give anything away. That's something where I, the anger thing that we were talking about, yes. that would happen. So if I were to tell you right no, now. No, okay, please. Wait, hang on. Wait, let me ask this question before you start getting all yelly. If I were to tell you right now what happens... Would you cut me? I would be so angry. I'd honestly, I would just start screaming. Would, I wouldn't cut you. Would you I'm not. Me? I'm not angry. I'm not like that angry. I'm would not you, violent. Would you pull out your church knife and just cut me? What does that mean? Everybody has a church knife. Well, I take church. If something happens to church. You got to be ready. The weirdest thing ever. All I can tell you is that it's so good. That she can, when she comes back? The rest of your time with David Tennant. With Ten, with this doctor, with the Tenth Doctor, it is so good. I can tell you, because you already know that he does regenerate. Yeah. Into Matt Smith. When he goes, I sobbed like a fucking baby. I well, cried I for days. I was wrecked. Well, when Michael Eccleston left? Christopher. Fuck! Every time! What did I say? Michael. No, you always Why? say Michael for some reason. Why do I say Michael? I don't know. I hear Michael every guys every time, and I see even when I, I when I like think back, I'm like, oh yeah, it was Christopher Eccleston on the screen. But for whatever reason, I say Michael. I don't know what it is. Anyway, and they're not even sort of similar names. Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, even when he was gone, I sort of like I got a little bit upset. It was when Rose left that I, I think I text you. I was already kind of having a rough day. I. I, that was the worst thing that could have happened. You, um... And they needed Donna that next episode. If they would have had Martha instead of Donna that next episode, I would have just, you know... Yeah, everyone would have just hated her. Yeah, you're <laughs> But, yeah, but it was like, Donna was such a great... She was such a bitch, and it was yeah. so great. She was mm. so mean and nasty, and it was just... You mean, you don't remember when, you know, the aliens, like, came to your city... Yeah, I was super drunk that night, or whatever she said. That's not her accent at all. But... No, but Catherine Tate is she was what everybody needed to get yeah. past Rose and to to be to feel to. bad about Martha. Like you needed, you need, no, because like <laughs> cause you treated her, yeah. like you treated her like shit. And I say you because because we all identify with the doctor. Yeah, we all want to be the doctor. Yeah. Um. And so, like, you feel, like, you feel when, when, <laughs> when Donna comes to you, like, I treated Martha, like, shit, man, I was so bad to her. Like, wait, stupid, you're not, you're not him. Just deal with it. But, like, yeah, you, you, she's exactly what the audience and what the doctor needed to move on and to be okay with things and to, like, enjoy the rest of our time because, uh, Russell T. Davies and Stephen Moffat and all those guys are like, yeah, you need to have fun now. Because what's a coming? Oh, boy. That's what my sister, when I said, I know she's going to come back, she has to come back, and she was like, Get ready for a wild ride. That's what. She... <laughs> Donna, like... some of Donna, some of Catherine Tate's episodes are some of the best episodes of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Her her arc, what, 
is, in my opinion, as equal to Rose in terms of it's important to the mythology of the show. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm really... Plus, look up on YouTube. Um, have you seen the, the special that she did with David Tennant where she's one... Because, she, she, you know, she did a sketch comedy show before. No, I didn't. Well, she's a, she's a very famous, com- famous comedic actress in England. And she had a sketch comedy show, but she did a sketch with David Tennant where he's her, he's her English teacher. Oh gosh, and that they would keep, be incredible. And they keep, she keeps making fun of all this Doctor Who stuff. It is fucking hysterical. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Now, was this before she was on the show? Or um, was this I during... Believe, I believe this is after she had done the oh. one-off, the special, and then before she came back. Oh, okay. And she knew she was coming back, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, think, it was, I think it was during, while they were like, they were shooting that season. That they discussed with, her coming her. back full-time? No, while they were shooting her season, while she was on. Oh, okay. Um, oh, wow. So... In keeping with Doctor Who, a lot of stuff has come out today that this is um, Jenna Coleman's last season on Doctor Who. Really? That came out today? Yeah. That's bullshit. Um, it, it's good. The official announcement, one way or the other, is going to be on Friday. But all signs indicate that she's going to play Queen Elizabeth on this huge, huge ITV, which is another British channel, um, mm-hmm. series in England. It's it's mm-hmm. it's all on her. She's the star on the shit. So it looks like from right, she's well, going to go. But in my right. opinion, it's time. She's done How her time on the show. Like four years, four or five years, which is a long, which is a long time for a companion. It hasn't been that long. But... She did two years with Matt. Um, Matt Smith. At the end of this season, will be her fourth year. Yes. Okay. So she's done four years. Two years with Smith. Two years with Capaldi. Yeah. And. And I don't care what all the naysayers have to say about this, but I know it's a British show, and I know she's British, but she's America's sweetheart. Jenna Coleman. I think she's. Chris Dillon, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Are we? Is that what you're feeling? Yeah. About? Well, I think um, since uh, Alice Brie is dead to me, <laughs> he's not taking it personally. That's the good thing. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> moving on with his life. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Okay. Pop quiz. Here we go. You too. Nah, it's probably not me. Okay. Out of the companions that we know so far, Rose, Martha, Donna. <laughs> And Clara, which one do you pick? Amy. Amy Pond? Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot Amy Pond. Okay. No, my answer is Amy. Oh, you're you pick Amy Pond? Yeah. Okay. Who do you pick? Well, she's only, she only I had two companions. I've only so hit well three. three. Well, three technically. But I've only seen a picture of one of Clara. I or think Amy. it's Amy's the redhead, the second redhead. <laughs> Amy. Yes. That's the one I've seen. Okay. Just on pictures. I don't even know what the new one looks like. Claire, yeah, she's Claire she's a bit of all right. <laughs> you say that so much, it's so funny. <laughs> I do not. Yeah, you do. You, do, you say that quite a bit. Yeah. Do I really? Yeah. I'm just talking about women, huh? Mm. Uh, okay, so she's a lot of bit of all right. <laughs> yeah. She's she's um, she's a nummy treat. <laughs> okay. Well, then maybe know. you can't answer this one because I don't. I don't think it. I can. Okay, then we'll leave you out of it. But it, I think I'm. Never mind. No, no, go ahead. Let's hear. No. What were we gonna say? No. Finish it. I. <laughs> go. I feel like that. I think I would probably always pick Rose just because she was what got me into the show. And I think, I think I have to too. And again, I'll equate it to that. She's at your first great yeah. love. It's like She's no matter my first who you ever, love. you may end up with. You may end up with Clara. You will always love Rose. That will never ever change. Like you love um, how strong, like will and strong of spirit Martha was. 
Okay, and you love how like because she is. You you'll okay. see that too. But yeah. like you and you love how Donna Noble was your equal. She was equal to the Doctor the entire mm-hmm. time they're together. She was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck if you're an alien. I'm Donna Noble. Yeah. Okay. Amy. I'm so excited for her. You should be. So excited. Amy was great because she became. It started off with like this, you know. Well, I, the reason why I out. say it is kind of yeah. I think out of all of the the companions in, in Modern Who, mm-hmm. Amy had the biggest arc. Yeah, she had the biggest arc, and I think she had the biggest growth as a character. Yeah, she started off one way, she ended up way somewhere else. Yeah, and you'll see that completely. Yeah, and that's why I say. I I but I Rose Rose is okay. is always going to be my number one, and so and it's and I would tell this to Billy Piper's face if I ever meet her. Or when I let her out of the basement. <laughs> I was like, honestly, I think everybody who watched Doctor Who fell in love with you. Yeah. And not just Rose. But everybody fell in love with Billy Piper. Because well, everyone we liked her to... already, though. Because she was like a pop star. Right, but... Which I didn't know until I started Googling her. And I was like, damn. I didn't yeah. realize... And then she did the show, Secret Diary of a Call Girl. And I saw that. And she's naked a lot. And that's fun, too. Okay. That's enough. No, because why do you shut me down when I'm telling you about things that I like? You act like I'm a crazy stalker person. And I don't appreciate that. Then you whisper. It just makes it so much worse. <laughs> that's why. Can I ask a Doctor Who question? Sure. No. So... Does... She turns away from me completely. <laughs> Actually, two questions. Okay. The first one is more pressing. Martha's mom, is that, that arc continues, correct? Because... Oh, yeah. Fuck her so much. I hate her. I hate her. I hated her the first episode I met her. I Which was the first episode with with Martha. Yeah. Yeah, I hated her. She's so annoying. Yes. Oh, yeah, no. And it gets, so it really, like, comes to a peak. Great. There's a point. Fuck you, Martha's mom. And that's, I think, another reason I don't like Martha that much. There's a point where you're like, maybe Donald and Who doesn't say to everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maybe that's exactly how I felt about it. Hurting somebody, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, the other question, and, and that was the other thing too, is because I mean, because you love Jackie so much. Jackie's so awesome. Jackie Taylor's the best. <laughs> I love it when uh, when they first meet um, the the precursor to Unit when they mm. during the first Dalek invasion, and he's trying to convince them to use Jackie Tyler as their assistant. Yeah. That her ankle's going. Yeah, she, but she makes a good cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Like that whole thing where he's just putting her down nonstop. Yeah. I was, like, Is that the same one where she, he, uh, she, like, he forgets that she's on the TARDIS? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's and she's so just like, funny. and she's like, if we end up on Mars, I'm killing you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, probably. I enjoy. I yeah, just, she's so she awesome. She's such a great character. Do you remember when they found the Mars rover found evidence of water on Mars in real mm-hmm. life? Mm-hmm. Was the Whovian and you like, don't drink that water. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 blow the planet, go, we gotta go. Yeah, yeah okay. Okay, another cool. quick question. Yes. One more. Beginning, what was it? Sometime in season one, we see. No, it was season two. We see someone who says, well, he, she is his old companion from a long time ago. Sarah Jane. Yeah. Yeah. Was she an actual old companion? Yes. She okay, was, that's yeah. I She was figured. a class crew, yeah. Doctor I just wanted to make four. sure yeah. that that was the deal. Okay, cool. Pertwee and Baker? What, the same one? It was Pertwee and Baker, right? 
Um, yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was Pertwee and Baker. It was John. It was the third and fourth Doctor. John Pertwee's the third Doctor, and then no, it was fourth. The fourth and fifth. No, but Tom Baker's fourth, right? Yeah. She. It was a third. It was three and four. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Because I could have sworn she was with. Uh, Unless, um, well, who were the first three Doctors? It was Hartnell. Yeah. The guy no one remembers. <laughs> What's his name then? Um. Can't think of that right now. Seamus McGillicuddy. <laughs> is it is it Michael? <laughs> it's Michael Eccleston. But he was such it's a good a doctor dad. though, and I can't think of his name right now. J- Trotton. It's not Trotton, but it's something McLarity? like that. McLarity. Trotton. <laughs> Trotton. Patrick. Patrick Trotton. No one ever remembers the second doctor. No one does. Yeah. Okay, so he was the one with the flute. Yes, and then it was. Um, it was Pertwee. John, John Pertwee, and she, and she first started with Pertwee, and then she had her big run with Baker. Then did she end up, did she, did she go like the whole time with Baker? No, because. No, she didn't go all the whole way with Baker, but she, she was like, she was that Amy. She was there. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Where it was like really huge. (laughs) Stop it. And then. No, I would say, I would say that she's classic who's Rose. Was everybody in love with her back then? Like everybody. Yeah. Like it's, if, if anybody ever talks about the companions from like the classic who, it's always Sarah Jane. Yeah. So that's her name. Now I know. Sarah Jane. And you will see her again. And I figured... A couple times. I figured mm-hmm. I had to... That that was... I, they, I knew that they would have to bring in someone from... Classic. Classic, yeah. So did you meet K-9? I don't think so. The yeah. whole robot you dog? Yeah, if you saw the... Oh, episode, yeah, 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 of course. I'm sorry. Yeah, Cause she yeah. Had, cause she had so K-9. good. Yeah. That is so great. And how... A um, robot dog is a hell of an actor. Mickey Ricky was Mickey the kept... Idiot. Kept... Like getting compared to the dog. Yeah. I love Mickey Ricky. I actually, I really liked that moment though when he realized that he's like, I'm the robot dog. Yeah, but he helps save that, or the yeah, he helps save. But the just, child. just wait. He gets. So uh, there's more. He he you does. See him, you see him a little bit more. What happens with him as well oh. is really great. Oh, it's good. It's not bad. Oh no no, no. he ends oh, up in okay. a good place. Like the I, thing is, like everybody ends up in a really good place. Except ten, except the doctor. See, I was, I was like, I was trying to kind of explain but you. You know like, that with... you know he regenerates. I I don't know what I expected. I wouldn't say that it was like a bad place. It's just more of his perspective of it. But like I, I think I was explaining to you before, without trying to give anything away. But like they, I mean, when when he regenerates into 11 mm-hmm. i mean that was that, that was, was almost like a, it was a split, hard right? almost like reboot of the show because everything changed i mean the showrunner changed yes. <clears throat> doctor changed companion changed everything there wasn't like anything there wasn't like a foot back in the in the past really. and you know what's funny is that when you think about it 10 regenerates right mm-hmm. but at the point that he regenerates he steps back into the tars and regenerates he's in the past he's in his own past and then 11 mm-hmm. comes on so 10 is still running around at the same time 11 is. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but I thought that that has to be happening constantly. It does. I'm just being stupid. All the doctors are running I just really time. want that to happen. Oh, wait like... till you get to the 50th. That's a good oh, time. Oh, I, I, I was really... I, just having everyone talk about it around me, I was like, I want to be part of this. <laughs> and, now, and now you will be, and it's, it's a good time. You, you're gonna, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I almost went and saw it in the theater. 
I would have gone and seen it in the theater. Why not? Why didn't you? Well, I actually used hashtags see, on Facebook on that day. See, the thing. Is that <laughs> I love Doctor Who so much, but I'm I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Doctor Who fans. Yes. Oh, I get that. Okay, that's. And true. so I was like, I I I envisioned like watching it in the theater and having to deal with a lot of clapping and giggling and whispering and just like that's why i love the theater girly, you know girls squealing and and like all that like that's my favorite part that's like half the reason i'm not joking that's half the reason i go to the theater and if it was anything else i'd be totally into it but i was like i want to fucking watch it like i want to i want like because i'm the <laughs> you're like the grinch no see i i pay attention to like every for some reason i get like very almost autistic about Doctor Who. It's fine. I totally understand that. When no, because really he has, he has an encyclopedic knowledge of Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, like, I, feel I can, like any like question I, I ever need to have is like, like I can, I can tell who's like, which Doctor's TARDIS is which based off of the shade of blue. All right, we're done. I'm gonna walk out now. Now's the time to walk out. Yeah. See, that's because I'm never gonna. But okay, hang on. <laughs> the, the way he loves Doctor Who, there's something that you're that big I, geek about. I feel like I'm not. I don't see. That's the thing. I feel like I'm kind of a boring person. Like I feel like I don't have. I can see that. That's the meanest. <laughs> no, I, I was being. Continue. You know twenty percent te- about me. I'm teasing you. She's <laughs> Louise. Twenty to twenty-five percent of things. She's probably and rice, Just. Chill out and continue. I was just giving you the business. Continue, please. Even he said that was kind of harsh. Because he was agreeing with me. That's all. He, didn't, he was going to laugh about it later. He's no, still... I, I, I absolutely laughed about it. You uh, everyone laughed laugh. about it. I even but laughed it about rough. it, but it was still me. I was just teasing you. I'm kidding. I don't know you enough to say you're bored. I'm done. Oh. No, I'm just, like, the point I'm getting at is, like... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go. I didn't. <laughs> it's so easy to bug you. It's just incredible. No, I didn't. I didn't go see it in the theater because there was going to be a theater no, full of fine. me. It's the same. In there. And <laughs> I Wait, did you just I'm say a that... theater full of me? Yes, because I'm like I'm that fucking lame about Doctor Who, and I t- for the most part I tend to kind of keep it, keep it to myself. Yeah. But like, I can I can get to very awkward levels of. Obsession. Obsession about Doctor I really want to watch an episode with you. Just one episode. Maybe the 50th sounds like a good... Okay. Or maybe that's an uncomfortable one. Like, you're going to be, like, a little too excited. I'll feel like... No, I'm I can keep leave. it in. Like, when I watch Doctor Who, even if I've seen it before, like, I'm just... I'm focused. You're into it. I'm focused. Because, you know what? <laughs> it's... Time is all wibbly-wobbly. It could... The episode could change. You never know. That's what... That show could go on forever. It could, it could have every single person in every single episode. It could have, well, it has to have one character. In I want to see a female doctor though. I do too. I think that's. I think it'd be cool to see a female doctor. Just like, just as like, I'm ninety percent sure we're going to get a black James Bond. Mm-hmm. Although now Tom Hardy's in the running. Mm, mm, I might want Tom Hardy. Don't get mad. At me. I don't. I don't want Tom Hardy. Don't get mad at me. I'm and that has nothing to do with it or Selva. Because Idris Elba needs—I mean, he he needs to be James Bond. He, I think, honestly, he will be. But is I, he I in, think, like, is he legit in the running for it? He was the number one pick in the like Vegas odds makers had him like fifty to one as the the next James Bond, 
which is huge. But now that Tom Hardy's come, he had a bunch of projects lined up and a bunch of them kind of fell through. And people are thinking that's kind of weird that all the stuff he was going to do around that time is supposed to be about the time the next James Bond movie is supposed to start filming. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking that he might be in the running. So he jumped up to number one and Idris Elba is like a close second. It's like 50% and like 35%. 30, 50 to 1, 35 to 1. Like neck and neck basically. So that's not in terms of odds. It's not a big jump. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't. I don't like it. Why? And this is almost going to sound insulting to Idris Elba, and I don't mean it this way, but Tom Tom Hardy is too good of an actor to be James Bond. Um, I think that's a little bit unfair because I think, um, I think Daniel Craig is a good actor. I, I think he's a great actor. But I think um, I think uh, I think. Um, and it, obviously I think Idris Elba is, he's my, literally my favorite actor, mm-hmm. but I, Tom Hardy is like, he's one of those, those actors that like, like he's, cause he's more of like a character actor. Yes. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's so different in every role that he plays. Like mm-hmm. he gets, he gets so much into it. Like if you were, if you ever watch an <clears throat> interview with Tom Hardy, like he sounds completely different than he sounds in every single movie that he's in. Yeah, it's kind of like Johnny Depp, where he like I don't I don't know what Johnny Depp's real voice sounds like. Oh, <laughs> I don't either. You know what? Actually, <laughs> you said that it's been actually something that I've actually thought you about. You can watch like, um, for I long used, periods of time. I used to love watching Inside the Actor Studio, <laughs> uh-huh. which I think was a great show. Mm-hmm. His interview, I'm ninety percent convinced he has narcolepsy. And he's half the entire time because he's just like he's smoking these giant clove cigarettes that he rolled himself, and he's dressed like a fucking like you know like a gypsy mm-hmm. with scarves and rings and shit. Everyone, I'm like, what the, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, you're, you're Edward Scissorhands. Get your shit together, dog. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is that I can watch that, and I can't, I can't trust that that's even his real voice. Yeah, I would. That's honestly, any time I've ever heard him speak at anything. I assume that's not his real. I does he have a real voice? Yeah, exactly. And it's like I can pick I could pick Johnny Depp out of a crowd, but I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but he's got this new commercial out for cologne. It's from Dior, and like it's like it's like those Matthew McConaughey Buick commercials where he's just like, "I'm going this way. Which way am I going? I don't know." I'm like what? Yeah. So, are you, so are you so are you so are you going this way? And he's like, what am I looking for? I don't know. Like I don't I don't know I don't either. What is this about? Are you selling shoes? What's going on? This doesn't make any sense. But he it's it's basically all of his movies in one commercial, <laughs> where nothing makes sense, but everything is allowed. Right. But see that's and I think Tom Hardy is like that. And I, I think Johnny Depp is a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. He's definitely my top. What player. happened? That what was that movie? Malachi? Mordecai? Mordecai. I never saw Mordecai. I won't watch it. I think it was in the theater for two weeks. Yeah. Well, I. I baby. Okay. Um. It, you know what? It doesn't matter what he's done in the past few years. Okay. Because when Black Mass comes out, he's gonna be that. He's gonna be the guy again. Oh, I, I cannot wait. For cannot. I want to see Black Mass. He's he's playing Whitey Bulger. You know. The nope. Bo- wow. Um. Whitey Bulger was a notorious Boston gangster. Oh, never mind. I've already seen the stuff about it. Yeah. I yes. So when that movie I comes out sure and Johnny Depp is... Who, is it? who else is the person? There's someone else. Who's um, I can't It was uh, Joel Edgerton, um, Benedict Bandersnatch. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I have a Carrie stole Corey stole. I still have I still okay. have my copy of Black Mass that I stole from the Austin Public Library back in 1998. The book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it reminds me. 
Because Corey Stoll is in that movie. I don't know who that is. He he was in um, the first season of House of Cards. He okay. was the... There's a lot of people in the first season. <laughs> no, he was the guy that they were going to run and that, that um, Kevin Spacey was propping up to be like a senator and all Aww. that and then he killed him in the car. Oh, okay. Okay. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> After the fact. Hey, well, he's in... He's Yellow Jacket in Ant-Man and I okay, saw Ant-Man yeah. in the theater in 3D. I finally saw it. Did you? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I, I loved it. it it's not a superhero movie. Okay. It's, really? a, it's a heist movie. Good. Oh. From getting pretty sick. It's it's one hundred and fifty percent a heist movie. That cool. sounds fun. But it's it's a heist movie with superhero elements in there. All right. It's really cool. Paul Rudd is great. Michael Pena steals every scene he's in. Um. I'm yeah. sorry. I adore Paul Rudd. I know. So I just. Yes. He's 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 magic. perfect. Yes. In every way, his comedy. Is just, you know how most actors like start to break and like kind of giggle along with. Never, I've never seen him really do that unless it's part of the character. Mm-hmm. Like when he starts making up weird shit, which is pretty early on, he just sort of he just keeps going, and you you're never wondering like, is he cracking up? No. I always not. one of my favorite things to see in a movie or TV show is when the actor is having a genuine laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's good. And Paul, Paul Rudd is one of the best in the 40-year-old version when Steve Carell is getting waxed. He's legitimately getting waxed. Yeah. No one in that scene is laughing harder than Paul Rudd. <laughs> and, and it's a legitimate yeah. laugh because Steve Carell is severely getting really waxed. Like, in, you know, he's really bleeding and shit. Paul Rudd is laughing his ass off. Probably because he and, never does in any other scene. So and he that like lets it makes genuine. it even funnier because <laughs> you know he's genuinely laughing because he cannot believe what's happening. So that scene makes you laugh even harder. That's one of my favorite things to see. And he's very good at that. When he cracks. And he rarely cracks. Which, yeah, exactly. Which makes him even better of an actor for me. I don't yes. know. I really, I just enjoy his, his style. Did you guys see, okay, sorry. We were talking about Ant-Man. We're done. <laughs> and we're kind of. He's the only one, he's the only one who's seen it, so. Um, it's just because I'm, as you will learn, now being a part of this business we call show. Um, <laughs> I am the resident comic book movie nerd. Yeah, he's told me about that. Because, it's, and, and like, I like the stuff, but... How he is about Doctor Who, that's how I am about comics and comic movies. Because Chris would drop everything to become the Doctor. And like, go and have these adventures and shit and traits all over the universe. I, I'm, I'm getting to the, Remember, I was telling you, I was like, I honestly feel like in a spiritual level, I understand the Doctor. Yeah. Spiritual. See, yeah. the Doctor is his spirit animal. I'm, I'm I, I don't mean to steal your thunder, because I'm, because I know nothing no. about the, I feel like I'm just a tiny infant, maybe even a fetus, compared to what you know about, <laughs> about Doctor. I just... But I just, I understand him just so well. I just, I don't know. That one episode, I just, I lost, I just, I just had a really... Are you talking about when you lost Rose? But it was more than that. We had, I had a whole, just a reevaluation of my life that same day. Because you realize you're like, I'm running out of time. I gotta get shit done. No. Yes. Should we cut soon? Because it's kind of... Is it getting too real for you? Well, you you told me to stop, so that's enough for me to want to stop. Who told you to stop? I don't really remember what you said 15 seconds.
Nick? Was it me? There's, there's another thing I want to talk about, but I'm just going to say it. Okay. Okay. That in that that shot in 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 uh, the episode where he Rose, where they have where it's like the wall in the middle, and like they both have their heads, and like to this day I've seen it probably a hundred times, and like to this day like my heart breaks, in like it just never repairs. Like her scream. Yeah, that's really bad too. But the worst part is at the beginning of that episode when he's like, how long are you going to stay with me? Yeah. And she's like, forever. I'm like, well, fuck, I guess, is yeah. this it? Is the end then? Thanks, guys. Like, And then you're just instant tears. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you're like, the second she said, I'm like, fuck. That, that, was, that was the episode. That was kind of, I didn't like that episode with the drawings. That's what that episode Fear was. Fear her? Yeah. Fear her. It was at the end of that episode that she said that. And it was like, A... That was a good way to save that episode because I didn't really like it very much. No one does. I, just I actually, I actually enjoyed that episode. I don't really like it. I like the effects on it. Yeah. Oh, that was really cool. I like the drawings itself, but I don't know what it was. It was just kind of creepy. With it got a little, t- it got a little too much with the like, you know, like the Olympic torch and the. You know, like, where it's that part is a little cheesy where he's running with it. All right, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that, but I just like when that happened. I mean, I knew we had to to lose her at some point because mm. obviously we get regenerating doctors we get new companions i understood that but it was like when she said that it was just it was all over it was all over so mm. fucking sad dude and i i i started getting like upset that episode because i was like i know what's coming next because they can't i hate when they do that i hate when they hint on stuff like that because mm. then you go oh well at least you prepared me. That's good. <laughs> That's better than us being like a cold. I yeah. Uh, I just. Oh Rose. I'll find her one day. Just how I feel with Peta. <laughs> Peta Malark. I just. Let's see. Chris. Little... Chris wants to go be the doctor. I would drop everything right now for adamantium claws, and. All the tragedy that comes with it. Understand. So the last thing I just kind of want to talk about, and I don't know even know if you guys will have anything to say about it, but I just started watching Gravity Falls. Do you watch this cartoon? The Disney Channel cartoon? Yes. No. It's about like one of the best things on TV, and you need to watch it immediately. Okay, I can DVR it. How about I DVR a couple like, of things? I got, I got, about. I got a little irritated with my son. Because he wouldn't shut up while you were trying to watch the cartoon? No, because, like, I was watching it, and then he comes walking out, and he's like, are you watching Gravity Falls? And I'm like, yes, because it's amazing. And he's like, why are you watching a kid's show? And I'm like, because it's amazing. And then I was like, wait a minute, you know about Gravity Falls? And he's like, yeah, I watch it all the time. God, like, Why God. have you never told me about this show? So, I, I got a little mad that he kept that from me. Only he kept you, it from me. Yeah, like your kid, because... He didn't tell you about a cartoon, but all right. At least it's better than my kids, because you know how many times I've seen that Descendants movie? About 45. Descendants? Yeah, it's not The Descendants with George Clooney. Okay, no, I was like, I, that I, seems kind of no, weirdly I, inappropriate I've for seen that, and I thought that was fantastic, and of course George Clooney is amazing. Um, I'm talking about the movie where it's the Descendants, it's the children of... Uh, Maleficent and Jafar and Cruella Deville and my kids are eight and nine. Don't look at me that way. So no, I'm not looking at you. I'm just the whole premise. 
part of me was like, well, this could potentially, nah, I'm done. I'm really into villains, the whole, like, Disney villain thing. Maybe Disney's kind of my thing. I feel like I know a lot about Disney World in particular. I could, okay, all right, we're done. No, we're no, done. I'm, I'm listening. That was I just admitted that I think the Gravity Falls is like the, one of the best shows on TV right now, and that's a Disney show. That's true. So, um, I like Marvel, and that's owned by Disney. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're all something. And 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 the, you know, Star Wars. It's gonna be good, dude. It is. Have you have you been to Target in the in the recent offing? No, because I um right now in my life I can't justify spending one hundred and fifty dollars on a BB-8. Okay, I was and right. if I see one, you're gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it. Here's the thing. They have a life-size BB-8, and every time you walk by, it chirps, and it follows you with its eyepiece. Is it for sale? It says very clearly, do not touch. And there's oh. fucking little dirty fingerprints all over it. Take a few, take a few pics. Maybe take a, a selfie with it? No, I got it. We're going to heist. We'll heist it. Three-man drop. Here's what we do. You and me will go in, Okay. We're like, oh, let's look at this stuff. I'm going to look at the toys. And you're like, hey, you don't have any money to be buying toys. I'm like, don't tell me my business, woman. And then we go, we have this really big fight. Then you get to smack me. Okay? I figured that would be worth it. I figured you like that, that part. You heathen. Then, when you hit me, I fall to the ground and I start faking a seizure. Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. All the target people rush. You step back and cry, oh, my God, someone help me. You meet Chris at the BB-8. Screwdrivers on both sides. He takes it, bamps out the building. The second you guys are gone, I stand back up. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Wiping the spittle away. <laughs> thank you. I got to go find my... She's going to leave me. And then... But I've escape. already But left. you guys have already... You guys are already... You're running down the street with a giant robot in your hands. Okay? Wait, why haven't we put it in a car and a driveway? No time. There's no time. You just got to go. There's no time. <laughs> with, like, the police trailing us. Hold on! <laughs> you got to sacrifice something so you trip back on your own. I'm sorry! <laughs> Throw me under the police car. That was a little dark. Sorry. Yeah. That I took it too far. All right, that's probably good. I. You feeling good about this podcast? I feel that that was just like a really nice way to. With murder and robbery. Yeah. Actually, yeah. we burgled. Robbery <laughs> implies force. We just burgled. Oh. Okay. What's that? Burglary. We burgled. We bur. Yeah, burglary is just theft without force. Robbery is when you commit. Burglary with force. That's the <laughs> distinction. Burgled. No, we burgled with a G. <laughs> like, burgled. What's burgling? Is it like bird calling and like a weird? <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm done. Okay, well clearly right. she's broken. Um, so I think we're gonna wrap <laughs> well, up. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it with watch Gravity Falls. Okay. Watch Gravity Falls. Okay. Watch Gravity Falls. There's Gravity Falls. And I still need to watch my flash because watch Gravity Falls. I don't. I mean, there's no real... You need to. It's so okay, good. Okay, okay. All right. It's Fine. so good. Fine. I will watch it flash. No, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. It's so good. Okay. I'll watch it. I promise I will watch it. Okay. I don't trust him, but it's fine. Because cause seriously, Grunkle Stan is my actual spirit animal. Grunkle Stan? Grunkle Stan. Because he's, he's their great uncle. So they call him Grunkle Stan? Yeah, he's Grunkle Stan. <laughs> oh, Chris. He's the best. Sometimes he goes off on these weird little trails... And you just, you get like, oh, no, come on, come on back. He's on the way. I'm like, oh, I, okay, we got you. I, because I, I literally would like sat up and watched eight straight hours of Gravity Falls the other day. Grunkle Stan. Yeah, See, he's the great uncle. So they shorten it to gr- Grunkle Stan. They just, it's a portmanteau of the word. I think I understand this. Okay. Why I'm understanding. 
Okay, so that's it for this one. Um, as usual, uh, like, share, and subscribe. Sharing is most important. Please put us on your Facebook wall or on your your Twitters or your um, your Insta snaps and your talk about us on your live journal, your gram chats, <laughs> <laughs> MySpace, live journal. It's fucking two thousand three. Yeah, that's uh, a good you, like, job. Make, make a make like a GeoCities fan page. Oh, yeah, put a counter at the bottom so we have concrete proof of how many people looking at our stuff. Okay. Yeah. What happened to those? Also, when you move the mouse, can little tree leaves go with it? Little sparkles? (laughs) I want to see that. Yeah, and then then, rather than a cursor, it's like an eyeball. And then when you click, (laughs) it's like it blinks. No, no, no. I want the little cupid, and every time you click, it's like... The problem with all those cursors, you can never really actually tell where you like which was the actual like, end of the point. So you're just clicking, but you're like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> all right, that's it, everybody. Um, we'll be back soon. Um, See you next time. As yeah, that's it. Then. Yeah. Okay. Bye. bye.